Um. From Providence, Rhode Island. This is your station. Your music. The world famous. WXIN. Providence, Rhode Island, USA. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Stadium Experience with the whole shake. I'm going to talk about the latest and greatest happenings in the world of sports right here on 90.7 WXIN. I'm joined here today by my very good, close, personal, professional working mate, Jordan Moment. And we have a lot we want to talk about to you today. The NFL draft is over. We want to talk to you about everything the Patriots did, everything the other 31 teams did. You guys don't know how I feel about the draft. It is one of my favorite things of the year. Celtics and Bruins both in round two of the playoffs right now. We got a lot to discuss there as well and if you want to call, and probably well I don't know maybe we'll talk about the Red Sox I don't care about the Red Sox they're not doing anything right now but maybe we'll talk about the Red Sox if you want to weigh in about any of these topics or want to weigh in about anything else do not be afraid to call in at 401-456-9946 or at 401-456-8787 or go on Facebook hop on the Mike Kane Memorial live stream on the official Stadium Experience Facebook page drop me a comment let me know what you think let me know what you want to talk about and we can see if we like it. Anyway, though, once again, you are listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley on 90.7 WXIN. And with all that out of the way, we are going to dive right on in. What's up, Jordan? What's going on? What's going on? It's good to, uh, good to have you on the program again. Yes, it's been a while. It's been a couple it, of months. It's been, uh, been a hot minute since we've had, uh, since we've had a moment here on the, yeah, it's, uh, on the old show on this on, you know. I think it's been since like November. Yeah, no, it has been. When I went on a very, very long rant about why I'm really hate LeBron, yeah, and why who he is as a person makes it really hard to hate him. Yeah, we and, why, need... and why we weren't scared of the Dolphins. Why we weren't scared of R.I.P. 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 My boy Jay Cutler coming to prove us wrong. Yes, my boy Jay Cutler. R.I.P. Anywho, though. Yes, no, I mean it's glad classes are over. Yep. Finals are winding down. We all we all have very little to. At least those of us at Rhode Island College. Maybe not those of us in my international audience. Who knows what the <laughs> what the school schedules, uh, you know, going on over there up in Canada. I get a lot of Canadian viewers actually. So I think they have trimesters in Canada. At least do some they? schools. Do yeah. they? No, I do. I have a spy. I have I have a favorable amount of Canucks listening in on this show. Is that a racial slur? Um, I don't I don't think it particularly describes Canadians. Uh, it might it might be a racial slur. I don't know. Okay, well you know we're gonna we're, we're not gonna dump it. We're not we're gonna we're gonna play fast and loose here today on this week's episode of the Stadium Experience. But no, the so finals are winding down. I'm done. I just have to write a ten page paper on blood transfusion. Yeah, you still still working on that? Yep, still still working, still grinding on it, big boy. But yeah, I got that. And then otherwise, I mean, I'm done. Like it's ninety out today. I'm wearing pants, which you can obviously see if you're watching. You're watching the uh, the Mike Kane Memorial live stream. You can see that I have pants on, not not shorts. Which we yeah. went to go toss the pigskin around before the show, as you know, as as guy as dudes in college like to do. Yeah, all, you know, we all want, us all us guy dudes in college. Yeah, guy dudes don't like to express our emotions. Guy dudes. Yeah. Don't like to hit up our friends when they're not feeling well. Yep. But yeah, we went outside. It's like 90 out. Like it's now gone from like that perfect like this is nice out to now. Oh my god, I don't want to play outside anymore <laughs> again. Like we had like that that sweet spot for like a couple of days. We had what's supposed to be spring for yeah. a few days. Now we're just hardcore in like July because I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, it's basically middle of July right now. We've just completely destroyed the ozone layer of this planet. <laughs> yeah, and I just I don't know where we go from here on fixing it. If I'm being honest. Um. 
get some ice cubes, fly them into, get some I- yeah, fly them into the atmosphere. Take the Futurama approach. Yeah, that is an episode of Futurama. Maybe actually. Maybe, maybe get some like some flex seal, right? Because I see on a commercial, so if it can patch up like holes in a boat, it might be able to patch up the ozone. I mean, I would definitely go in a boat if some dude brought something out of a can and said it fixed a wide open hole personally. Yep, uh, I um, would. <laughs> I would trust that a hundred and ten percent. Some if some I, some nice black plastic tape to you know, like to me, patch up the hole created by CO two. Yeah, no, if it was maybe like you know me, you, and maybe uh, maybe maybe Mr. Tom Lima. Yep. And they went, and he went. Oh, hey, here's my boat. There's a gaping hole in it, but uh, hang on. Shakes the can and sprays it. Like I'd be like, all right, like this seems buoyant. It's the power of Flex Seal. The power of Flex Seal. <laughs> Anywho, though, we have we have spots to talk about today since this is a spot show, and this is a spot yeah, we show. Have, we have some nice sports ball to talk about. Yes. So, obviously, over the weekend, one of my favorite weekends of the year, the NFL draft went down. I was only able to watch the first day, very regrettably. Second day, we were at uh, we were at Storgies which is a Rhode Island College award ceremony, which is, of course, you know, great. Yep. Fun time for the whole family. Bring your kids. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday, I was, uh... We, we were out in the quad. Oh, yes, yes, you're right. Music at the, festival at the, at the music festival. Yes, the Rhode Island College Music Festival. Plenty of relevant stuff. Yeah, yes, that, that was an all-day Put day on affair. by the Mike Kane Memorial Music Festival. Yep. Yes, which was a great time had by all, except people who were trying to study in the library. But... <laughs> yeah. Those nerds want to study exactly. at library. Why do that? There's a music festival no, going the brief, on outside. The brief period the library is open on Saturdays. <laughs> yeah, you know, for the 45 minutes where they unlock yeah, pretty much. the when first they, floor of the library. Yeah, when they let you into Adams Library just so, you know, you can do to, your two hours of studying. To remind just, you that it's there. Maybe yep. write, like, your your, hat, your paragraph. Maybe yep. craft a pretty spicy intro for your paper. Yep. Anywho. Sports. So this weekend, the NFL draft went down. And the NFL draft is one of my favorite times of the year. I love the draft. I love it to death. And honestly, one thing that's that's like not great about being a Patriots fan is how very rarely a lot goes down in the draft. Yep. But, you know, this year, it felt like this year might be different. Because Patriots, obviously, they were armed with two first-round picks, two second-round picks. And they were ready to go. And now, with the draft being passed, first round, they picked Isaiah Wynn out of Georgia, an offensive lineman. The position is ambiguous. Their second pick, they picked Sonny Michelle, not Michael, Sonny Michelle. Michelle, yes. Yes, Michelle, out of Georgia, another running back, another player out of Georgia. Then in the second round, they nagged Duke Dawson, a defensive back out of Florida. Mm -hmm. And then after that, they had like no thirds, no fourths. They kept trading down. And basically, as a Patriots fan, how do I feel about this draft? How do I feel about... How do you feel about this draft? Well, you see... Yeah, right. I'm, I'm used to talking about myself. I'm used to having set up my own conversation. It's been so long since I've had a co-host. Yeah. Now, it's definitely not exciting. I de- you definitely don't get excited over old linemen and running backs. Well, at least I don't. It's not a sexy draft. Now, but that being said, I can appreciate a draft... Even if it's not, you know, quote unquote sexy. Mm-hmm. My problem is, I wonder if they really filled their needs. Because first off, I mean, one of the biggest needs, you know, we said in first round you wanted to tackle. Yeah. Now, I'm I don't know how to feel about win because supposedly he, he can he can play both guard and yes. tackle. He's a you know the classic tackle in college, but a lot of people were projecting him as a guard because he's 
about 6'3". He doesn't have, like, you know, those long tackle arms. I think what I've read is that supposedly if he played tackle, he'd be, like, one of the shortest, like, one of, like, the least lengthy left tackles in the NFL. I don't remember which one it was, but he doesn't really have the measurements of the typical NFL tackle. Yeah. So he was and also if, like, if everyone thinking like what's the big deal between playing guard and tackle is a big deal. It, it is a big Huge. deal. And you have a lot of guys in college who are tackles who then get who are projected and drafted as guards. I mean, even like Zach Martin with the Cowboys was a guard in college, was a tackle in college. Not yeah. to say not to say he probably couldn't swing out and play tackle to some degree or another, but yeah. long arms and kick stepping is key to playing tackle. Yes. So if they view him as a tackle now. That's a question I have to ask because he was announced as a guard, by the way, which that might have been Goodell. Who knows? I don't, I don't know if the team actually says that or if they, or if that's just what he was listed on for the drafts. That's what he got announced as. And we do want to open up with Win. Now, if I tell you, knowing everything you know about this team and like Skarnecchia and Belichick and all of them, if I tell you that, and you believe me, by the way, yeah, and you believe me, if I tell you that they view him as a tackle and they project him as a tackle, does that make you feel confident that he can play tackle? I mean, I, I don't know if they did they did he go work out with them or anything. I'm I'm assuming they've worked him out. I'm assuming that they did their due diligence to one degree or another. But they did their due diligence. But a bunch of other teams saw him as a guard. So it's just you know like I know we like to say in Bill we trust, but you know there are certain areas where you necessarily don't. I mean, just saying. Yeah. Like, do you like fully like oh, okay like I like mean, if Belichick called into this show right now and said, I think he's a tackle. He's going to be a tackle. Like would you just be like okay cool he's a tackle then. I mean, I'll still, I'll still doubt it, but I'll, I'll be like, well, Bill Belichick, he obviously knows something we don't. <laughs> yes, and when they drafted him, there were other, <laughs> and the other thing that makes it a little hard is that you know there were other tackles on the board when they drafted him. Yeah, Connor Williams was still up there, namely who ended up going in the second round. Connor Williams dropped a lot. Uh, Orlando Brown. So there were guys who you know I thought would be the picks. Like Isaiah Wynn surprised me because I never thought of him as a tackle. I always saw him as a guard. Yeah, but I'll say this: if it's a fact that they saw, see him as a tackle, at least I feel like they're trying to fill the need, which is obviously super important. Now they also traded for Trent Brown. Yep, the right tackle who played like ten games with San Francisco this year, who's young and supposedly now you know I'm reading all these great scouting reports on him, which I who, who knows how much you trust those, you know. Which like you know those could just be like Patriot writers digging up stuff because you know like in the end if he's like some great tackle. Some great young tackle, you know, why are they trading him would be my one point. Like if you're a Trent Brown believer, which by the way, I think it's a good deal. I mean, he's a young player. Once again, seemingly there's some good tape on him, but I'm not going to like get super hyped because, you know, if a team likes a good young tackle, why are they trading him to move down two rounds yeah. in a league that's, you know, thirsting for tackles? But yes. nevertheless, I mean, they trade for Trent Brown. So that's another guy who could conceivably be there. And then there's Antonio Garcia, also who they keep touting. But yeah, like. Now, that's the other question, then. If they drafted Isaiah Wynn, and this is just all projection, obviously. If they drafted Isaiah Wynn to be a guard under the assumption, no, with the plan that either Trent Brown or Antonio Garcia will be the left tackle, I mean, or maybe Marcus Cannon will be the left tackle, one of those two guys plays right tackle, I don't know. But, like, if they drafted Wynn to be a guard, and just somehow, once again, we could... Like, call Belichick and know that right now. Because I don't have the connections to do that right now. Maybe I can get you McDaniels, but I can't get you Belichick. But <laughs> if they – I can get you the Boston Cannons head coach. Yeah. That's yeah, a real you, email I got. You can. I do. I got the line for the Boston Cannons, baby. 
Or I can get you the VP of marketing for the Red Sox. Yeah, that's, 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 that's something. That's some pretty spicy interviews I can get you. But no, like if they drafted Win to be a guard, how do you feel about that? Um, I'd be slightly more worried because then they have to re-scramble their entire O-line. And Tom Brady is a little bit too old to sort of be adjusting to that. Yeah, and for me, it's not a matter of re-scrambling the O-line, because if he's legitimately a better player, then fine. I mean, they get, I mean, he gets, yeah. they, they have all camp, they get used to that. I mean, the line can change. But yeah, but Tom Brady, he's not, a, he's not, he's not quite the young boy anymore. No. He can't be throwing, you know, whoever out there at his blindside no. tackle. But that's the thing. If they drafted him to be a guard, then I'm, I don't like that at all. Because from my perception, as much as I kind of like have kind of like just like, you know, given guff to, Joe, to like the Joe Tooney and David Andrews truthers of the world. Yeah. The interior of the old line for the Patriots for the last year was, was pretty good. Like, that was not a problem. with That was one of the team's strengths, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And in the playoffs, the old line in general was really good. Like, I'll say that much. The old line was pretty bomb in the playoffs. But if they drafted win, then to be a guard, I hate that. That mm. I hate. Yeah. That I would say outright that I despise, that I, that I hate. Because, you know... Which, by the way, I hate to be, like, you know, sitting here kind of manufacturing, like, scenarios to hate, but I have to look at it all because, I mean, we don't have the crystal ball. We don't know. So mm-hmm. I need to, you know, kind of look at these things and try to kind of examine every possible angle because if that is the angle, then, yeah, I don't like that at all. Like, that's, you know, like, once again, like, Shaq Mason and Thune have been fine. Like, they've been good. And, you know, Shaq Mason met him at Patriots camp. That was fun. But, you know, like, that group has been collectively fine so that's like not something i look at the roster and go like with all the holes this roster has and go yeah they need to update they need to upgrade that that left guard yeah left guard they got to go from like a like a like a b minus like a b <laughs> so they i would hope that they like at least like so i could like feel faith in the in their cut in the conceptual way they're looking at this i would hope that they draft him to be a tackle yeah but then you know how do i feel about him being able to play tackle so I don't like I, I don't love the pick. Now, if he steps in and he plays left tackle, it's weird because I like the plan for the pick. I'm just not sure if it's the right player, but also I don't know if I should just blindly trust Belichick as the right player. But then once again, I don't even know if he drafted him to play the role that I would hope they drafted the player for. Like it's it's, a, it's weird. I feel weird about it. Yeah. You know, like I hope they draft him to be a tackle, but I don't know if I can trust him to be a tackle. But then if they didn't draft him to be a tackle, I wouldn't draft him at all. So it's like, I don't know. But then what makes that even harder is there have been reports coming out from Schefter and all these guys that, you know, the guy that they were targeting was the guy the Patriots wanted was Frank Ragnow. Yeah. Who was who was drafted by Patricia and the Lions, who's a center. Really? So, I mean, once again, that's a report, so who knows how much trust those things. But if we're to believe that, that would mean that they were targeting interior alignment, which is why, you know, once again, I'm not just sitting up here just making stuff up for the sake of finding a way to be negative, to find a, find a, you know, a viewer Belichick's wrong, but yeah, conceivably they were targeting interior alignment, hmm. which, you know, once again, I'm not a David Andrews truther. I make fun of the David Andrews truthers, which that's a group of people out there. Who will sit here and tell you that, like, oh, David Andrews is great, or oh, Joe Tooney, oh, I love Joe Tooney. Like, there are people like that. 
at least his rookie year. People kind of calm down on Joe Tooney, in fairness. But <laughs> you're like, oh, he's a rookie. That means he has unlimited whatever. I'm not getting my Joe Tooney thoughts. But anyway, if they're targeting interior, I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't just demean. I shouldn't just shit all over these players and be like, but they shouldn't be drafting guys to replace them because they're fine. But yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to undermine my argument. But no, if they're if they were looking at interior alignment. Yeah, like I, I don't know how much I like that, if that's the thought process, with guys on the board at that what are conceivably bigger positions of need, at least in my eyes, at least I think in most people's eyes. I don't think if you asked, you know, 90% of Patriots fans, you know, hey, what's their three biggest needs? I don't think any of them would have gone interior O-line. No, it wasn't on my on my priority list. No, so, but like I said, the fact the reports that they were conceivably targeting... Frank Ragnow, yeah, that, that makes me a little worried that maybe they are drafting, you know, when to be an interior alignment. Maybe to be a center. But came out of Bleacher Report, by the way. That was it. That they were all over Frank Ragnow. But yikes. Like, I just, oh, you can't like that. I just, that, that would be concerning if, like, or at least I'd, I'd question that if they're targeting centers and guards if that's what they're going after that would worry me now the second pick of the first round for them is another one that makes me confused and upset because of how confused it makes me and that was 31st overall Sonny Michelle yes 31st overall they picked Sonny Michelle as I talked about the running he did put on a good show in the national championship game. Yes, which the running back out of Georgia, which I'll preface this all by saying, Sonny Michelle, I love Sonny Michelle as a player. Sonny Michelle was one of my favorite players. Well, not one of my favorite players in the draft, but he was my second favorite running back in the draft. Really my first favorite because, you know, any running back ranking is just like assuming that Barkley's number one. Yeah. I don't think there were any hot takesters out there saying otherwise. So Sonny Michelle was... My favorite was my second favorite running back in the draft. I love him as a player. I think he's the modern NFL running back. Yada, yada, yada. So anything I say is coming from the standpoint that I do love Sonny Michelle, the player. Yeah. What I don't love is, though, is drafting running backs in the first round. <laughs> and that's something I've talked about. Because for most, like, not even to get into the Patriots, for most other teams, for you to get the value out of a first round running back, that you would otherwise get. And I understand it's the 31st overall pick, so maybe, like, if you want to argue against that, you can argue that, you know, like, okay, it's, a, it's not really a first-round pick. Yeah. It's basically a glorified second-rounder at that point. But even, I don't like drafting running backs in the second round, quite frankly. Or at least high in the second round, if I'm being honest. But I don't think you just like to dra- I don't think you like drafting running backs. I don't. You're right. <laughs> but I'm not getting to why. <laughs> For you to get the value that you need... That you, I mean, if you get the value out of a running back to make him worth passing on a different a player at a much more premium position, yeah, that guy needs to make such an impact. Like a first round running back is what going to make three to four plays a game that maybe like a replacement level running back won't if you're lucky. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly, and is that worth a first round? Is that worth passing on you know a linebacker or a cornerback? or a tackle, or a pass rusher, or one of these guys that's really hard to find in later rounds. I mean, well, it makes sense. If they, are, if they were targeting inside linemen, 
infants inside offensive linemen, then drafting a running back makes sense. But does it? Because I'm not. I haven't, <laughs> I mean, even, got, following, I, I haven't even. I haven't even gotten into the Patriots. I want to. I want to wait to get into like specifically like yeah. the Patriots and how much sense this pick makes for them as a team. Like okay. just talking about like just the idea of drafting first round running backs. So something something I've been consistent on for a while. Um. Yeah, running backs don't have as much utility as they used to as compared no. to like a receiver or they or have utility. But do you need to spend the first round pick on that guy? Because we see it every year, more than any other position, it feel at least among how often do running backs just come out of nowhere? Out of late <sighs> rounds, random pickups. You can fake that is a position you can fake. Yeah. Re- even if you don't have a guy, you can fake a running game with like a collection of guys, with a platoon of guys. Like yeah, and you, not, do you do you do what the Saints do. Or like what the Patriots do, oh. or what a lot of these teams do. You can fake that position. You know, you can't fake a cornerback. Yeah. yeah. You can't fake coverage on the second level of the defense. <laughs> you know, you can't fake a guy getting up and stopping Von Miller. No, you can't. Like, you can't. Like, you can't. Like, these are premium positions. So that's why that's one of the reasons I stand against the running back in the first round. And then to get into the Patriots. Yeah. When was the last time the Patriots, you know, had a feature back? Like, legitimately had, like, a feature running back. Like, this guy is a distinct number one running back. Uh, a long time. Exactly. <laughs> ten, so pl- what? ten plus years. So are they going to go from taking an approach where, you know, like, every running back gets eight or nine touches to suddenly now Sonny Mike Michelle is getting 20, 25, 30 touches a game? So is that the Bill Belichick grand strategy? Well, is just, it? Just I- run the ball? No, I mean, is that the plan? Like, is it now going to just be like Sonny Michelle, 20, 25 carries a game? Because I kind of doubt that. I'd be, I'd be interesting if it was. Yeah, but. That, that'd be such a change. Exactly. So I don't think that's going to happen. And if it doesn't happen, then you're kind of wasting your resources by bringing in this guy to get 10, you know, to take over, you know, Dion Lewis's carries or take some of Rex Burkhead's carries. Like, it's that's not worth the first round pick. Because, I mean, A, you have those guys already. Yeah. And B, you're not bringing him in to get the workload that would at least make me even consider a first round running back. And it's, the, it's, it's, a no, it's a new bubble screen target. Lol. Exactly, but that's the thing. <laughs> but it's what, and then people are, and then people are coming out too. And this to more specifically get into this team, people are coming out and saying like, "Oh, well, he's gonna replace Dion Lewis now because they lost him, so they need a running back." And you know what I say to that? Deion Lewis only ran the ball like seven times no, a game. No, not even that. Where if you want to replace Deion Lewis, fine. Yeah, they do. Where did the Patriots get Deion Lewis? Not in the first round. They got him off of literally, like, the trash pile. Yep. Like, he had been cut by, like, three teams, and they went, you get in here, you can be the new running back. Their other running back, hmm, Super Bowl hero James White. Where'd they get James White? Like, the fourth <laughs> round. round. Yeah. Rex Burkhead off the trash heap from the Bengals. Like, this team has never committed men... I mean, like the closest, like the the most recent thing is like when they drafted Ridley and Vereen in the second round. And even then, were those guys super, super, super transcendent, like game changing players? No. No. And then they, you know, they left. So it's just like, for most teams, it's not worth it to spend that much on a running back. And for this team, with the way they play, where they're always sending out different personnel, different backs. Unless they're planning on radically shifting their approach to offense, it's 
even more so not worth it for them. And like I said, I love the player in a vacuum. I love Sonny Michelle. But, like, there are plenty of other running backs that would have been a lot cheaper that I at least like. So I mean, I mean well, I don't think anyone's going to take him anytime soon, to be honest. Sonny Michelle. I think, honestly, they probably could have got him in a second. I do, too. I mean, even then, even then that, too. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I don't know. Like, it, just, it doesn't feel like it, it's in I mean, line. I, I, I mean, I get, I get their thinking is, I mean, if they're going to pick if they have an option between two people and they're both going to pretty much be there when their picks come up in the second round, you might as well just take them now. See, I just say you don't you don't worry about a running back in that in this in like that area of the draft. I just say you figure out you'll figure that position out later. Yeah. Like I just and I uh, I don't like it. Like I don't, like it's just like that, you know, they're bringing this guy to conceivably get 10 to 15 touches a game. That's not worth a first round pick. That's not worth a first round yeah. pick. I think I think this draft, yeah. the first round in general, was just pretty solid for just utility picks for teams just getting their you know, needs. And I agree. But then, you know, you look at the rest of the Patriots. Hey, what's up, Nick Costa? You look at the rest of the Patriots draft picks. And then after that, sec, you know, second round, they got Duke Dawson, who I haven't looked a ton into, but conceivably, you know, he's a cornerback, so I'm not in terms of position and needs, I don't mind. Then they trade out of the second round. Yeah. Don't pick again until the fifth. They get, you know, Jawan Bentley, who is a linebacker who according to everything i've read is slow and can't cover and is an inside run stuffer so a landon roberts 2.0 yeah then after that they got christian sam who's another inside guy at linebacker then you know short white receiver number eight <laughs> yep braxton barrios in the six then you know then danny eatling the the qb out of LSU, who I've never heard of. Yeah. Then some other guys. Who cares? Then some other seventh-round picks. So not a lot of high-round picks made for the Patriots, which... No. And they were able to pick up an extra second and a third next year, which is good. But overall, the Patriots approached the draft. A lot of trading down, which they've always done in the past, but really only three players in the first four rounds of the draft. And I wonder... Ugh... I don't love that because I said going into the draft, the Patriots need to get, at least I thought, with all the holes on this roster, the Patriots need to get three to five high-impact players. Yeah. Three to five high-impact players. And I wonder, did they get that? Is Mike Michelle going to have the kind of impact? I would hope Dawson's going to get the impact. Because once again, second-round corner, so I like the pick. But then, you know... Maybe I should factor in Trent Brown to this. Is he going to play? Because then after that, it's just a bunch of late-round guys. And I know this team routinely, you know, tries to make those guys work. But I don't know. I'll believe it when I see it. Because looking at it right now, those are a lot of, like, guys who project as career backups. Guys who project as special teamers. And I don't, leaving this draft, I don't feel super confident that the Patriots filled their biggest needs. You know, and those namely being linebacker, which really is like now still their biggest need, which they picked two players. But, you know, where were they in the second round? Where were they in the third round? I just I don't know if they brought in talent at that position, like real high grade NFL talent or if they're just going to roll forward with, you know, new guys as bodies. So that might just be the plan, which, you know, after seeing the Super Bowl, after seeing the way this team performed a lot of this year. Does that make you feel great? Like, which the roster's not done changing, but 
if you just snap judging looking at the Patriots roster right now after the draft, I mean, how, how, how much better do you feel about the roster coming out of the draft than you did going in? This is not better at all, honestly. No. They didn't really draft anyone they need to draft. No, and I kind of agree with that. <laughs> it's yeah, it's pretty much indifferent. They're pretty much like like my feelings. Neutral. Like my feelings about the roster haven't changed either, because like they brought this guy who I don't know what position he's gonna play. Yeah, they got a running back, which, which you know we don't know what he's gonna be used for. Exactly. They brought in a running back, which yippee, <laughs> woo! Maybe he'll have like one extra yard per carry than. Which, you know, yay. Like I said, the value for, like, I, I want to go back to this running back thing still. Because people give me crap for this. How much better a running back has to be to be worth a first-round pick? Like, compared to a guy like James White. Compared to a guy like Deion Lewis. Like, how much better th does that guy need to be to be worth it? Like, what, do you have to average, like, three or four extra yards per carry? Like, it's just, it's just they have to be so much better than the next I mean, guy. I need to be so much better. <laughs> Because like I said, you look at every position yeah. in the NFL. If you need a tackle or a corner and you're going from the first round and trying to get a guy in the seventh round, huge difference in the guy in the production you're going to get. Yeah. Now, if you're trying to get a running back in the first round and a running back in the seventh, guess what? You, you can probably get a guy in the late rounds who's going to get similar, who can give you similar production. Yeah. Which, unless, unless you're getting like Shaquan Barkley. Exactly. <laughs> then then, it's, even a then, though, I then still, it's a different story. Which even then I still weigh <laughs> out how good he has to be. How good Leonard Fournette, how good Ezekiel Elliott, how good, how much better these guys need to be to like really make a difference on their teams compared to what a later round guy might have done. But yeah, but which the question that's been posed you, by you, a but, lot of people but, and the question that yeah. I heard on just thing I heard on the radio is what was the last team that won a Super Bowl with like a first or second round running back, like a team that was like seriously invested in a running back that actually won, like Emmitt Smith, like. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like the Cowboys. Really look like, at it. Like Eagles, honest. they had like five running backs. Yeah, they did. They had Blount, who they signed for nothing. They had Jay Ajayi, who they traded like a fourth rounder for. Like Darren Sproles. Yeah, what a what a look that was from the Dolphins. Like the year before <laughs> that, the Patriots won with Blount, Dion yeah. Lewis, yada yada yada. <laughs> the year before that, the Broncos won with like C.J. Anderson. The year before that, the Seahawks won. No, wait, never mind. <laughs> As they see. No, no, I'm right. No, that's right. Never mind. The year before that, the Patriots won. Yeah. With Blount. Yeah. And James White. Yep. Like, you get my point. Like, these teams with great, with like these great running backs, they, who cares? Like, it doesn't make that big a difference because you, because when you're trying to build your team, if you're investing your capital, your draft capital, where you can bring in players at positions, that are otherwise super hard to fill, like positions where guys don't, where premium guys don't get to free agency. Your left tackles, your corners, your pass rushers, guys who don't yeah. reach free agency. At your least secondary. Like, real good guys. If instead, you know, in the spot where you can get guys who can develop into those premium players, if instead you're investing in a running back, a position that you can legitimately find, that like, you can probably find a 16 game starter by, you know, getting a guy after cuts. Yeah. After training camp, like that's not a. I just don't like that approach to team building at all. Like I don't even like bringing in like D linemen in the first round unless they're like you know like 
premium like Aaron Donald type pass rushing D line. some pretty good D tackles. Like, I don't like because yeah, well, they're pa- unless pass rush, but D tackle get a pass rush and bring them in, or like <laughs> you bring in like I don't even like bringing safeties in the first round. What do you like bringing in the first round? Then cornerbacks, quarterbacks, tackles. So basically, just your pass off- rushers, your offensive positions. Primary. No, not even that. Like linebackers, I'm good with. Like good, like outside linebackers. Not like you know, he's like run stuffer guys. Yeah, you can get those guys anywhere. But like your premium positions, you know the the positions that make the most money because they're the thinnest positions in the league. Yeah, those are what you go after in the first round. So I just ah, and then you know Duke Dawson. I don't know. Maybe he'll be the nickel. I don't know. I mean, I think he's good. I don't. I don't. I don't know enough about him. And after that's a bunch of guys. Like I, I really, I don't feel markably better about the team coming out of the draft than I did going in. And, you know, obviously with all the draft capital I wanted, really generally any draft, I wanted to come out of it feeling better. And I really, and I really just don't. So, which I mean, I hope that there are moves left to come because, you know, they have all these picks they have obviously they've been trading down all the time. They have all these extra pick stockpiled. Yeah. I would hope that there's another move left to come. Is what I'll say. I would hope that maybe in training camp or something, which they always do. Maybe there'll be some more trades coming. Maybe they'll still be making moves to solidify the linebacking core, solidify the secondary. I don't know. I just Maybe I should be looking at this draft more holistically. You know, they did bring in Danny Shelton with a draft pick. They did bring in Cordell Patterson. But then again, last year, I was like, no, you can't do that. You have to grade the draft by who they draft. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe those guys change the way I feel about it. But even then, like, if they just drafted Danny Shelton and Cordell Patterson, would you feel like, like, if we factor those players in, do you still feel markedly better? No. No, exactly. Like, okay, kick returner and a run stopper. Woo! Money, money, money. Like, I just, ugh. I don't feel great. Yeah. I don't, I don't I don't feel better. Like I really like <laughs> I don't I don't and I've spent this whole week, the last 2 weeks trying to feel better about a lot of things, Jordan. <laughs> you have. And this is not one of those things that I feel better about. So That's our thoughts on that. Anyway though, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be going over. We'll we'll stay on the draft cuz I want to talk more about the other teams' drafts. Yeah. The rest of the drafts. It just feels like a nice little uh, nice little you know, breaking point. So when we come back, we'll be discussing the rest of the team's draft. Maybe we'll move into some NBA stuff. We'll see how we feel. Anyway, though, you're listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley on 90.7 WXIN. Jordan Moments here with me. If you want to call in, talk about any of the things we've been discussing, do not be afraid to call in at 401-456-9946 or at 401-456-8787 or hop on the official Stadium Experience Facebook page, watch the Mike Kane Memorial live stream, give me a comment there, let me know what's going on, and... We will see you in just a sec. Plant a tree for your tomorrow. Do you know which tree Andy Jackson rested under on his way to the Battle of New Orleans? Which tree Abraham Lincoln used to cross a river? And what tree William Penn used as a landmark for his map? Taste the breeze, it's life inside you. Make a promise to the earth. There's an easy way to find out 
go to the National Arbor Day Foundation's website, arborday.org, for whatever you need to know about trees. At arborday.org, you'll find out what trees are right for planting where you live and that the oak is the people's choice for America's national tree. It was a Sunnybrook oak which Andy Jackson rested under on his way to the Battle of New Orleans. You'll have to go to arborday.org for the other answers. Plant a tree today for all the world to share. That's arborday.org. Okay, fellas, thanks for checking out our membership meeting for the unstoppable IOTA Gamma Kappa fraternity. Candidates will be notified around mid-semester. Peace, peace. Have a good day. Yo, can you believe that white boy showed up? Who, Justin? Yeah. I mean, he seems pretty cool. He's doing a lot of work in the community. He gets decent grades. Oh, yeah, I played ball with him the other day. Old boy got a mean crossover. Now, see, that's what I'm talking about. White people think that just because they could rap or hoop or something, they could be one of us. Now, what would happen if one of us went across campus and tried to join one of their fraternities? <laughs> Tell you what, it'll be a cold day and you know where before I let a white boy into this frat. You feel me? Nah, Trey. I don't feel you. The first step in fighting racial prejudice is taking a stand. Imagine the power of one voice. Find your voice at freedomcenter.org. A message from the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center and the Ad Council. My name is Joe Thompson. I'm 29 years old and have a career that I love as a systems analyst. Career. It still sounds cool to say that word. I never could have gotten on this path without a college degree. And if the college me were here, he'd tell you. I never would have gotten to college without big brothers, big sisters. I could have ended up anywhere, on the streets even. But college? Joe Thompson? Not likely. My big brother helped me out. He taught me I could do anything, at a time when a lot of people were saying just the opposite. And to a seven-year-old, that means a lot. My big brother's name is Phil. And Phil is the reason that this seven-year-old grows up to be a systems analyst. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping big brothers, big sisters help a child. And that can last a lifetime. Start something today at BigBrothersBigSisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and the Ad Council. For the best local pizza, look no further than Big Tony's Pizzeria at 525 Eaton Street, Providence, featuring daily specials, free delivery until 4 a.m. Get a whole pie or just a slice at the home of the gangster rap. So call in at 401-490-0000 for a slice of the local favorite, Big Tony's. Often imitated, never duplicated. Company Smoke Shop and Vapor Lounge is Providence's premier smoke shop and vape supply store. Located at 10 Cedar Swamp Road, Smithfield, Rhode Island. Swing by when they open on November 2nd. Glass Company Smoke Shop, best smoking supplies in all of our eye. It's not the size that matters, it's the pleasure it provides. WXIN FM. I'm alright, nobody but about me. Why you got to give me a fight? 
90.7 WXIN Stadium Experience. Jake Elmsley here. I'm joined here by Jordan Moment. And hopping in with us now is Mr. E-Love. How you doing, E-Love? I'm good, man. How's everything? Good, good, good. We've been talking a lot of NFL draft stuff here. We're going to continue talking on about that. E-Love's yes, got Elon's got thought on the Patriots, and if you want to hop in on anything NFL draft, anything Celtics, anything Bruins, anything Red Sox, do not be afraid to call in at 401-456-9946 or at 401-456-8787. This is the best place in Providence to talk about these things. Or jump on my Facebook page if you're international and go on the official Stadium Experience Facebook page and hop on the Mike Cain Memorial live stream. Drop me a comment there. Anyway, though, with that, we're going to continue the discussion here and... So, Elo. Yes. And for all those of you who are just listening, mm-hmm. we were just talking about the draft, and me and Jordan agree, looking at the Patriots draft class in a whole, especially the first three picks, because yeah. after that, it's, bleh. you know, Duke Dawson, Sonny Michelle, yep. Isaiah Wynn. I don't feel, and Jordan agrees with me on this, we don't feel, as a Patriots fan, I don't feel particularly better about the team after the after the draft. Why? What's what's the, um? I, I, I know that, um... Belichick never goes hard in the draft. No, and he, he but this, always he always drops down. Yes, and trade and pick up late picks. Yes, now but in a year where a they had two pick, two picks in the first two rounds. Right. In a year where they needed to add a lot of young talent because mm-hmm. this roster is atrophied a little bit, which happens. Right. Where they really needed an infusion of young talent. I even the picks they made, the high picks they made. We're talking about them. I don't feel great about them. Like even like the three high picks they made. We talk about it. Isaiah Wynn. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they see him as a left tackle. Okay, I don't know if they do. I didn't like it. The, I didn't like it either when they had Connor Williams right there. Yes, yeah. And Connor what, Williams was available. Yes. So everybody's saying that that was a bad pick. In yes. in, in in my in my opinion, that is a bad pick because you got Connor Williams. Yes. You had um Orlando, Hernandez. Yes. And you had uh somebody else. I think who was it again? They had uh Brown. They were somebody else. But those three yeah. right there. Are better than the, the the guy that they drafted. Yeah, well, here, here's here's my issue with it because a lot of people are saying that they see him as a tackle. Now, dimension wise, he he's not the size of a tackle in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about that. If they think he's a tackle, I'm willing to some degree, not fully, but I'm willing to some degree to suspend my disbelief and say like, fine. If they think he's a tackle, if Belichick thinks he's a tackle, if Skarnekia thinks he's a tackle, mm-hmm. fine. I'll close my eyes and go fine. Like if he's a tackle, I'll trust it for now. <laughs> yep. But then my problem with that is. Their reports came out after the draft that, like, the guy they were really into was Frank Ragnow, the center who got drafted by the Lions 20th. So if that means that they were actually in the market for interior alignment and they drafted this guy to be a guard, then I hate that because exactly. that's not a need for them at all, I feel. But why didn't they just basically uh, trade up? I'd, well, maybe they tried to and they just couldn't. But, but if that means that they were in the market for interior alignment uh-huh. and they actually see win as a guard and he was announced as a guard which mm-hmm. i don't want to put too much stock in that mm-hmm. then then i look at that and i'm like okay what are you doing you don't need interior alignment right that's what confuses me about that the two the two um the two the two interior linemen that i liked was uh ragnar and yeah. price yeah yeah and they right. both went right yeah they, they went, went back, right to back. back to back yeah. exactly and maybe the, i mean i don't i don't not like win as a guard but i don't like the team drafting a guard well a i don't think guards are something you really draft in the first round unless they're like super dominant guards right <laughs> but even then, they don't they don't need guards. That's not their biggest need. The interior line was fine for this team. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you have Sonny Michelle, who I was just playing to Jordan. Like, I just don't don't draft running backs in the first round. It's just a waste. You can find running backs grow on trees. All right. Okay. Are you saying that if you had the chance to pick Adrian Peterson, 
you wouldn't draft him? If it, well, if it's, is it Adrian Peterson or I can get a player of similar caliber at a much harder position to fill? If I can get Adrian Peterson or Patrick Peterson, I want Patrick Peterson. If oh, I can so get, you know, you're saying if no, I can get Adrian Peterson or Joe Thomas, I want Joe Thomas. Of course you do. You hard, want Joe Thomas. Harder to find tackles. If right. I can get Adrian Peterson or Von Miller, I want Von Miller because it's harder to find pass rushers. Exactly. No, I'd because ra- in the f- first round I want to fill those positions because that's because you know those are positions you can't you never you're never able to find in free agency. Right. You're never able to find tackles. You're never able exactly. to find corners. You're never able to find real legit pass rushers unless a team royally f's up something. But usually mm-hmm. you can't find those guys. Yep. So the f- first few rounds are your chances to bring in high talent players who have the potential to develop into those top tier players at those positions. Mm-hmm. That's your chance to do that. You can find a running back anywhere. Okay. Anyway, anywhere you look in the NFL, you can find running backs. Okay. Late round, All off right. teams practice squads, guys who get cut. Like people, I told us to Jordan. People are saying, "Oh, well, they need Sonny Michelle to replace Deion Lewis." Right. Where did the Patriots get Deion Lewis from? They 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 signed him off the signed street. Signed him off the street. Exactly. Where did the Patriots get James White from? Off fourth the round pick. Oh, he was a fourth round. Yeah, Legarrett okay. Blount, off the street. Off like, the street. Corey Dillon, third round pick. Third round pick. Falk. Actually, that was a trade. Yeah, they trade or whatever. They traded with the Bengals. Yes, but anyway, like they've never invested heavily in running backs. And also, I hate, I, I mean, I just hate drafting running backs that high. And then for this team, with the way that they play, mm-hmm. I hate it even more. Because okay. what is Sonny, one of the Patriots ever had a guy who gets 20 to 25 touches a game? Now, they drafted a, a running back. Are you saying that they don't ha- they're not high on um, the, the guy that they picked up from Cincinnati? Jeremy Hill. I mean, Jeremy I don't know, but that's. I mean, I don't know because, like I said, you look at it and the Patriots. They have two guys that they picked up from Cincinnati that yes. on their, their, their yes, their and that's and I, that's my that's kind of part of my point. Yeah. How often do the Patriots have a guy who gets twenty to twenty five carries a game? Right. How often? Not Never. Many. Never. Because, because Never. They always have a bunch of guys who get a few carries. Right. Exactly. But for so what is Sonny Michelle going to get ten care, touches a game? I don't think so. That's not worth a first round pick if you're drafting to be part of a platoon. Yep. Because they have that's the thing like they. What, are they going to play him at the goal line instead of Jeremy Hill? I assume Jeremy Hill's here to be the goal line guy. Of course. Are they going to play him on third down instead of James White? I don't know, because when you invest in the first round pick to get your value at a position where you're never going to get value drafting a guy in the first round, uh-huh. that guy needs to play a lot, and that runs counter to what they've always done. Okay, my my um, my um question now is, is that are you saying that the Giants should have never drafted Saquon Barkley? And that's hard because, you know, once again, the talent's there, so the talent's more, so there's a bigger he gap. He jumps off your screen. But let me finish. But let me yeah. finish. So, mm-hmm. But is that, you know, once again, is that, you know, talking about how above replacement level is he, is like having that guy, because, you know, say he's a nine. Out of, put us into stupid terms. Mm-hmm. You get a guy who's like a nine out of ten at running back. You can get a guy who's a six or seven out of ten at running back that's true. for nothing that's compared true. to corners. You're not going to find an above replacement level corner just anywhere. Right. You're not going to find an above replacement level tackle anywhere. Yep. So if we're talking, even if he's the best player in the draft, is it worth because of that position? Especially when you say, okay, like, yeah, would you rather have Saquon Barkley over Quentin Nelson, Saquon Barkley over Bradley Chubb? Mm-hmm. That's what people say. Like, oh, well, I mean, he's the best player, so you take him. But then you say, okay, but it's not just that. It's you pick Saquon Barkley over, I don't know, getting trading down and getting two, three, four first round picks. Mm-hmm. Is that is Saquon Barkley worth that? That's what it becomes. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're spending the number two overall pick on a running back, you are passing on a lot of value. True. Is what I'm saying. To bring in a guy who's a good running back, who's going to be your best running back, but is that worth, comparatively, a trade that could give you a chance to remake your whole roster? Now, the Browns had 
the yeah. first and the fourth pick yes. in the first round. And I want to get into that soon, but just yeah. to focus on this running back thing for a minute. Yeah. yeah. I said, Saquon Barkley, say the Bills are offering you, you know, 12, 23, and like a next year's first. Would you rather have a really, and like, you know, some seconds and some thirds, some other stuff to make it worth it? Whatever the big haul would be to you, is getting a really good running back worth more to you than that when you're building a roster? And I say no. I honestly say no. Like, I would rather have the pick so I could pick a bunch of good players. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know, you pick up a running back with one of those picks. Mm -hmm. Then, boom, you still have a pretty good running back, mm -hmm. and now you have a much better roster. Like, I just, I, I can't justify picking a player at that position there, no matter how good they are. Mm -hmm. But but in the immediate terms, the Giants need anything they can get. <laughs> they well, need, the, Giants, they need... the Giants are not very far off. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, I think that they're. I mean, I think that they're. they're 11 decently and five far years. off. But... I think that they're eleven and five years more of a fluke than anything. But fine, continue. Yeah, yeah. They're not very far off. They got the offensive line. They, they, that's that's still intact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, they never really had an offensive line. The now they're getting an offensive on their line. Team. Right, exactly. Because I know that they would have never picked Shaquan Barkley if they, they needed something else, like, mm. you know, offensive line. I mean, they do need offensive line help, though, and they do need a quarterback. So why not trade down their, their second pick and, and pick up other picks, man? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't see how you – if you're going, okay, we're going to pick the running back, then I go, okay, well, what's the biggest offer we have then? Why I mean, are we going to pick the running back? I mean, well, it was obvious the Giants front office, they weren't playing the long game. No, no, but even then, it's not playing though, even then <laughs> though, like what is getting? It's not only the long game though. Bringing in, I don't know if they could bring in a bunch of good. I don't know. It's just yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but it's they, just blah. Like you pass on a chance to bring four or five really good players. But they, they saw they saw Barkley there. Oh, once in a lifetime running yeah, back. We're right. just gonna jump on and hopefully yeah. he'll be yeah. the next Emmitt Smith. Exactly. <laughs> but I was talking to Elove. I was talking to Jordan about this too, Elove. Mm -hmm. When was the last time the team the team that invested a, a team that invested a ton in a running back won the Super Bowl? Like, re like that was a big part of their team building. Their team building. Last time a team that invested a ton in a running back won the Super Bowl. Uh, Denver. Nope. I mean, they paid C.J. Anderson, but C.J. Anderson was a fourth or fifth round pick. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I I can't. I can't even. You I can't. can't even it doesn't remember. happen. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Because when you, it just, it's not a good approach to team building to invest that much in a running back. Right. Because in the end, having a having like an A plus running back compared to a B running back does not make that big of a difference. Okay. If your team is good. Yeah. If you've instead yeah. invested those resources in building a good overall team, that's mm -hmm. going to serve you better than spending a ton on a running back. Right. Exactly. Every, every time, it yeah. always is going to. So. Yeah. The, the the new philosophy when it comes to running NFL, right. you want you want cores of running back. Yeah. Not the, a running it's back. like kickers to me. Yeah. Basically, like you want, you want to do what the Saints are doing. I yeah. value running backs a little more than I value kickers. Yeah, you got to do what the Patriots have been doing forever. Yeah, got to do what the Eagles did. Mm -hmm. Got to do what the uh, the Seahawks have been trying to do. They have been failing at it, yeah. but it's just I I just running backs. Yay! He might average one and a half more yards per carry than the league average. Hmm. Yay! He might make like one nifty juke. That makes me, when I'm really drunk in a bar, go, that's why you draft Sonny. And I love Sonny Michelle, by the way. I still mm -hmm. love Sonny Michelle, but yeah. from a value, it's just like, I. Wow. I like all year when I'd see him, I'd be like, that's a guy I'd love on the Patriots, but mm -hmm. they're not going to get him because why would they spend that kind of draft pick on him? Mm. Oh boy, wow. was I wrong. Yeah. It just. 
backs, running backs, like they come and they don't last that long either. If we even talking about like how long is a running back you drive in the first, I'm gonna. I mean, look at look what Pittsburgh is doing to uh, yeah. what's his name. They turn 27 and you don't even want them anymore because you know the decline's coming. Yeah, like they yeah. turn 28 and you're like, ah, we don't want to give you a long term deal. They don't yeah, they, give they, they fall, they fall off the cliff at 28. One year deal or put the uh, the, the slap the tag on exactly because they don't because that's the other thing. Like even if running backs. You know, another th- knock against running backs is they don't—they just literally don't last as long as a good, as a good pass rusher, a good tackle, a good corner. They just don't last as long, so you cycle them in and out, and you don't invest a lot in them. So it's not worth it. So why did the the, the, the Giants basically drafted Saquon Barkley and not uh, not Chubb? Because they're dumb. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they just wanted because they made a sales, dumb to decision. Because David because Gettleman because he... David Gettleman still buys into like the oh we're gonna be old school and run the ball old and, school smash and mouth beat football yeah. we do it ten yards at a time yeah, yeah. cloud of dust football we're tough <laughs> we're gonna have toughness mm-hmm. roar yeah because that because David yeah. Gettleman I don't know doesn't know how to build it also Barkley's exciting and he's people exciting will, yeah. people will buy his jersey yeah exactly true. And people aren't gonna buy like wow that's a, like people aren't gonna buy like I don't know it's just like huh, mm. it's just running backs they're not they're not worth it like it's it, it yeah. the draft you might as well draft I mean hey if you, if you, the kicker is the best player in the draft mm-hmm. then you might as well draft a kicker number two overall is the way I look at it. like if, you're just, if there's a kicker and he's just like dynamite and gonna be the best kicker in the league why not draft him because okay. he's gonna be the best at what he does All right. no that's not how it works like you evaluate like you evaluate the you have to value the players and you have to value the position they play like, that's the way it works mm-hmm. that was by that logic like Aguayo should have gone number one the year where he got drafted yeah because he was conceivably the best player at his position so why wasn't he in the first round conversation indeed Nope. Those kickers are undervalued in the NFL. Those kickers aren't worth it because you can replace them. You can get a guy who's above replacement level literally by walking into a bar in freaking Germany and going, hey, let me kick this. Yeah. So running backs aren't worth it. I am out on running backs. If Mm -hmm. you're a young kid out there and you're trying to be a running back and that's what you want, guess what? Don't do it. Switch to free safety. Switch to quarterback. Switch to edge rusher. Do that. Then maybe I'll draft you. So by the time. So you're saying now that. if if uh the running backs are not worth their weight in gold, then don't play that position. Is that what it is? I mean, if you're a young kid and you want me to draft you in the first round, yeah, I don't. Play I mean, that position. I mean, are we seeing the the running back uh, position being yes, devalued? Exiled, yes, devalued? and you and it looked like it was like it looked like okay, like two three years ago, it looked like teams had like fully caught on to this, yeah, and were like fully finally realizing it, yep. Because you had the year where Carlos Hyde was the first running back to get drafted. I was like, yes, teams. Mm-hmm. You're all getting smarter. You're all getting it. And then, yep. nope, Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon. Yep. Yeah, everybody's all, dumb again. Yeah. Rashad went, Penny went in the first round this year. Like, yep. teams got dumb again. I remember one year when um, running backs, the first running back was taken in the second round. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A couple of years ago, it was a Carlos Hyde. Yeah. And I was like, and like, the year before, that was the latest a running back had ever gotten drafted. Then that was the latest a running back ever gotten drafted. I'm like, yes, you guys are getting it, NFL teams. You're getting it. And look what happened to Carlos Hyde. Yeah. Four years ago. I mean, you out. say that, but you look at the Saints and they go, that's something they got there. That's right. something special. Exactly. They got it's Alvin something. Kamara in like the third round. Yeah, yeah I know, but. Kamara's in third. You, yeah. Can get, yeah. you can get good running back. Like people are like, oh, like you could be the next Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Nope. Get him in the third round, then get the next Alvin Kamara in the third round. Yep. Like, but, that's but, even... but 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 stuff like that is, is why the running game seems so lucrative. Because right. he... no, the running game is important. <laughs> I'm not denying the importance of the running game. I'm just saying that you can create a really good running game without having to invest first round picks in it. Right. And honestly, most of the NFL speaks to my point. I mean, yeah, but they're thinking if they just get a 
break out back like Barkley. Then right. they can just make the magic happen without setting up all the pieces. And I'm just yep. saying that you can make the magic happen by getting a guy in a more sensible spot and then make the magic happen in other parts of your team. I mean, just, yeah, but they're, just, they're not thinking that. How absurdly good now does Barkley have to be to be worth that pick? We need 1,600, 1,700 yards year one. No, no, he has to run for 2,000. Yes, he, like, he has to run for 2,000 like, plus. The, like, no, no, no. That's how good he has to be <laughs> yeah. for it to be to, to go, oh, well, why didn't you just like mm-hmm. ride with Jonathan Stewart? Or, if, like, if he rushes for it for 17, that's pretty lackluster for what for, for his like, expectations. How good, and then the other part is for how good he has to be for me to even go, all right, like, I guess I get it. It's so absurd. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be like tra- legendarily good for it to be worth it. When like, was the last time a running back went number one overall? Not far enough away. <laughs> I don't John Carter was the last one. I'll look that up. Yeah, so that's a question for Google, yeah. but it's been decades. Yeah, John Carter was the last one. Number one overall. Like It's just like I, I believe oh, is you. Or it Bo Jackson? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bo Jackson, Elon. yikes. Yeah. Pulling out the old head. No, it was... Kiana Carter to the that's Bengals. That's Kiana Carter, yeah. Kiana Carter yeah. in 1995. Yeah, that's so it. it's been that 20, been 23 years yeah, since yeah. the running back went first. Good. Right? <laughs> Don't. It's not worth it. Exactly. It's not worth it at all. Yep. It's at true. all. Not even yep. close. Don't draft. You draft a running back before like the 65th overall pick. Like done. Done to me. <laughs> you're not a real GM. Get a new job. Like give me your job. Oh man. Like this is. So a- you're saying now that fire that general manager that that, that uh, drafted Shaquan Barkley. Oh no, because David Gettleman is as good a general manager as so they're gonna be able to hire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, man. but I All just right. I, I I just I don't get it. Like but. it's just like. How are, we, how are we feeling about the about the Browns? How like about how feeling oh, about like, their no, Don't no, even get me started. Let me finish that though. It's yeah. like even if Saquon Barkley is great, I still won't feel good about the pick. Like that's like that's the point. Like even if he's like, I'm not even saying like Saquon. I think Saquon even if Saquon Barkley is great, uh-huh. it's yeah. still probably not worth it. To yeah, me. he has to have like four or five like 1900 2000 yard even seasons. if it's yeah. four or in five 1900 oh, yard yeah. seasons i'm like well why didn't you get 10 good seasons out of quentin nelson exactly. or 10 good seasons out of bradley chubb yeah like that like that like yeah. it's just it's it's impossible to justify drafting running backs that high in my eyes yeah. like it's almost impossible yeah so yes we'll move on to the browns who number one overall Shocked the world, made me very happy by drafting my man, Baker Mayfield, number one overall. And I, everybody who listens to the show knows that I am a huge Baker Mayfield fan. I think Baker Mayfield is like going to be, has it. I think he has it. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's I it for the Browns. That's it for their wild ride at QB. I, I probably not. No, they'll probably screw it up. I mean, they'll probably screw it up. Oh. But <laughs> they did. nevertheless, I love Baker Mayfield as a prospect. Okay. And I kept saying like, well, he should go number one overall. Because I think he's the best quarterback, and the Browns need a quarterback. And in the end, if I could pick one of these quarterbacks to lead my losing team, turn my losing team around, I'd pick Baker Mayfield. But okay. they're probably not going to do that because, oh no, got to get Sam Darnold, or oh no, got to get Josh Rosen, mm-hmm. or oh no, got to get Josh Allen because he's really, really big and yeah. he can throw the ball really, really far mm-hmm. hey jake they they play hard football up there in wyoming no man <laughs> they play they play hard football play up, hard there football wyoming. up there wyoming yep. who yeah. cares about accuracy <laughs> yeah. or the ability to change football plays at the line right gotta he's he's big remember when Jam- remember when paxton lynch was big yeah how good remember when jamarcus russell was really big Big. <laughs> yeah. like, oh boy. I hate Josh oh. Allen, but I love Baker Mayfield. So I love the pick. I don't know how you two feel about it, but I love it. Um, um, let's see. 
I I I I'm I'm look I'm looking at Josh Allen, man. He could have gone number one. I hate Josh Allen. That I I thought that was gonna be like the Brownsy thing to do, and I, I was mean, like, oh boy, make me laugh. Have, yeah, they should have went. They should have went. Um, Josh Allen, but hey, the one pick I I kind of had a problem with was them picking up um Ward instead of going with uh Chubb or no Chubb. Yeah, that was surprising. Yeah, because I mean, like, okay, you got you got bookends. Yep. Coming at you for the next ten years. For the next ten years in the AFC North, mm-hmm. and you went and picked up a guy. You could have picked up anybody because late rounds. I was looking at um, what's his name? That guy from Western Michigan. Ah, <sighs> uh, what's his name? My Bengals picked him up though, but it wasn't late rounds. Uh, I don't remember, but okay, I I can't like. But the guy's off the charts. He's yeah, ridiculous. I can't like sit here and like completely like hate on that pick because like Denzel Ward like for me like he was in like that like tier one group of three or four players okay now mind you he was like you know like you know the group I had of like you know like Chubb Bradley Nelson Chubb Chubb Quentin Nelson like Denzel Ward was in that little group for me mm-hmm. now was he the number one guy in that group no so yes I would probably have gone with Chubb mm-hmm but like I, I can't like, and they they don't need Nelson because they're set at yeah they yeah guard they got Joel Benito Kevin yeah. Zeitler right exactly yeah. you know maybe like Roquan Smith is in that kind of space right. too so like it I mean like it, it's hard to call it a reach because like once again he was in like that group of players okay yeah. so like it, no like I mean I'm surprised they drafted him for but it's not like you know it's still like it's a cornerback mm-hmm. like that's another like premium position like if they just legitimately think he's better than Chubb mm-hmm. then I mean fine like I guess you could talk me into that because mm-hmm. like Denzel Ward's like I don't know like my fourth or fifth was like the fourth or fifth player in this class yeah, for me right so like reason realistically you can talk me into him being like higher than another guy I don't think he is but like I'm not gonna sit here and be like that's impossible how could you think that? How could my third favorite player in the draft be your favorite player in the draft? Well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. John Dorsey. Yeah. Exactly. I was riding a John Dorsey hype for like him deciding yeah. to draft Baker number one overall. I was like, ooh, John Dorsey's got some ideas. John Dorsey's <laughs> got, oh, John Dorsey knows what he's doing. All right, yep. baby. Yeah. Like, John Dorsey drafted my man, Marcus Peters. But I can see why they drafted Ward, though, because you got beast wide receivers in the North with um, AJ and. Um, and, uh, what's his name? Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. I don't forget yeah. about Michael Crabtree. <laughs> oh, my boy. The, don't forget about the Ravens and their insistence on signing guys who at their peak were number two receivers exactly. for a little while. Oh, my and then God. being like, good luck, Joe Flacco. Oh, man. <laughs> good luck, Joe. Yeah. I wonder what Joe Flacco was thinking when they picked Lamar Jackson. Oh, though. we can get into that in a few minutes. We can talk about <laughs> Lamar, too. But I think overall, the Browns' first round was pretty solid. I am oh, yeah. I am still worried about Baker Mayfield because Browns they've been eating quarterbacks for the last like oh, ten have. years. You know they've what? been like, eating quarterbacks. Have. You have to keep trying. Yeah, like you have to keep trying. Yeah, hopefully one will stick. But you know, at this like, point, they've been they gone through like eight, well, nine, nine, ten. <laughs> you know, yeah. like you you. Well, okay. Here, here is the thing though about me. this is what I was saying. Because a lot of people were saying like, oh, maybe they can like trade down and just like get like another quarterback. And I went, no, no, you the can't Browns, do that. At number one, have to get whoever their favorite quarterback is because the last couple of times they tried that they kept trading down and went eh, now we'll pick up johnny manzel at 22 a year a few two years before that eh, we'll sit around we'll get brandon whedon so no like they had to get whoever's yeah, there they could not they could not justify leaving this draft right. without getting the guy who was their favorite quarterback in this draft but but wasn't dallas on the the, the johnny manzel uh train as yeah well? they, they almost drafted him that year but 
nevertheless, like you get my point. Like they went, okay, you know, we're gonna get position players first, yeah, and then maybe get a get a get a quarterback later. Yeah, and then you know they wound up drafting Justin Gilbert. And, yeah, exactly. Oh my God, remember Justin Gilbert? Oh, <laughs> unfortunately. Oh my goodness. And then drafting. Johnny Manziel, who yep. like might have might not been, been the favorite player in the draft. Yeah. Like it's um, just like nope. Like you got like they cannot have one and four and not get their favorite quarterback. Now here's my scenario. Mm-hmm. What if all these guys that went early, these quarterbacks that went early, were are all bust, and a late round is like, I mean, is there anybody in the late round who you're really into? Because the only, I mean, I'm, because that's something. Because I really liked Luke Falk. Yeah. I want I do want to talk about the Patriots and the QBs in a little bit, but uh-huh. I really liked Luke Falk. He ended up going to the Titans. Right. I like Lloyd. I mean I I mean I mean there are really like realistically though, like there are no like late QBs in this draft to really jump out to me mm-hmm. as like guys who can become legit also, starters. Mm-hmm. How many early like top sixteen QBs have actually had very great careers in the last like couple I mean, ten years? Twenty. Yeah. I mean it's it's been a while. I mean it's been a while. I'm thinking of elite quarterbacks, but I don't think none of them went top 16. Let's yeah. let's think about elite quarterback. I mean, let's think about elite quarterbacks in the NFL. Okay, let's yeah. pull up the freaking the last QB index. Let's let you do this. Yeah. yeah. We'll pull up like the like you know every every week like some dude at NFL.com publishes like the yeah top tier end rankings QB index. I mean, you know Brady was Brady drafted in the first round? Nope. No. He's a sixth round draft. I mean, pick. after that Ben Roethlisberger he was a top. He what? was a top one. Maybe the top pick. Yeah. Um. Carson Wentz, number one. Well, yeah. no, I mean, this year you did see, you know, Carson Wentz and Jared Goff, who went number one and number two emerge and changed right. teams. Yeah. But, I mean, Drew Brees, second round pick. Russell Wilson, yep. third round pick. Third yeah. round pick. Phillip Rivers, high pick. Yeah. Alex Smith, first round, but I don't know how much you feel about yep. it. Matt Stafford, number one overall pick. Matt, 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 Matt Matthew Ryan. Stafford is still, he's still a bust in my eyes. Yeah, he's All disclaimer. Fair yes. enough. <laughs> Matt, Matty Ice. Matty Ice is a first, first rounder. Round QB. Yep. Yeah. Kurt Cousins, fourth rounder. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, late first round. He was a late first first round. Deshaun yeah. Watson was a top ten pick. Yep. You know, but we never really got to see him play. Case well, Keenum. He gave us a little bit of. He gave. He to gave come. Yeah, he gave us. He gave us some a little bit of a little bit of yeah. insight. Yeah. But he looked good though. Jared, he did. Good, yeah. Jared Goff, legit. Cam Newton, first round pick. Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston, first overall pick. Yep. Tyrod Taylor, like. Who remembers Marcus Mariota? Like third, fourth round, second overall, yeah, fifth round for fifth the round, yeah. Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, second round pick, Josh yeah. McCown. Okay, now we're just getting into crap. Like now yeah. we're just getting into. Crap. Yeah, but, but out of no, that I list, mean, like, there's 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 besides like Carson Wentz and Jared Goff, most of the first rounds have been pretty like inconsistent. I mean, but still, that, that's where you got to find a QB though. Like that's the yeah. only place mm-hmm. you're gonna find a guy with a talent. Like you got to keep swinging at that position. Yeah. Because until you stop swinging, like you're not going anywhere. So that's what are they gonna true. do with Kaiser? Oh, they already traded him. Are they going to trade him? No, they Who's going to pick that up? They already did. Oh, they traded him already? Yeah, they traded for Demarius Randall a couple months ago. Oh, okay. They traded him. They traded Kessler. They traded Hogan. Wow. They cleared out they their They cleaned out the joint. Yeah. yeah. And now they got Tyrod Taylor, Baker Mayfield, and Drew Stanton. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Big, exciting times. Yes, indeed. In Cleveland. But, I mean, like, they have to. And they, st- I mean, and, like, Denzel Ward is still, like, a blue-chip player. Like, I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't have done it, but I can't hate on it too much, but... I mean, then you have the AFC East. Yeah. The AFC's got two QBs. And frankly, as, coming from a Patriots fan, I am glad to see the Bills get Josh Allen because I think Josh Allen sucks mm-hmm. and is going to be a colossal bust. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't quite understand what Buffalo was looking at. With Him Josh throwing Allen. the ball 70 yards 
He throws really far. So I can't even off the top of my head think about who Buffalo has as a he receiving saw that, core. He saw that sa- they saw that saucy 54% completion percentage. Yeah. 54%? Yeah. Yeah. Anything over over 60 is is, is uh that's what you, you look for. Anything 54 mm, Apparently not. Like, unless you don't look at that. Unless he's tall and 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 looks what like, was what was uh I mean, Lamar also had like a fifty-four percent completion percentage. But look at what Lamar. Was, uh, what was Brady's uh, percentage coming out of Michigan? Oh God, I don't remember. Different game, anyway. It's not even worth looking at the numbers, really. Mm, that's true. Different too. game. Yeah. But yeah, no, Josh Allen isn't good at anything. But being really big and throwing the ball seventy yards, like just like arbitrarily, like not I mean, even which like is that. which is impressive. Is it? I mean, can you throw the ball seventy yards? No, but like, <laughs> like yeah, you know what I'm more impressed by? Like, can you hit like an eight-yard curl like in stride? No. Can he, like, I don't even think he can move out the pocket, to be honest. Like, can he, I, like, I haven't seen any film of like, him actually guy, moving he, well. Like, get a guy on a fade, like the no. second after he separates from the defender, like no. Uh, he, also, I don't think he has much pocket awareness. Mm. No, like he's not good at anything. So yeah, that's yeah. why I sit here and, and and scoff at scoff at Josh Allen, mm-hmm. who I am just not even. Wow. Remotely a fan of man in any way. Shape. Anyway, but back to the back to the AFC. So sort of yeah, let's go back so to the, the AFC. Bills get Josh Allen and right. the Jets get Sam Darnold right. and Sam Darnold is definitely the be- be- best look. Yeah, I don't love Sam Darnold. I will say like Sam Darnold was he's okay third or fourth favorite QB in the class. So obviously I'm glad that neither of those teams got Josh Rosen because I'm a big Josh Rosen guy. Okay, but but I think the Cardinals got a steal by the way at ten. Yeah, like shout out to the Cardinals being yeah, able they to got, they swoop got in, at 10. yeah, exactly. Swoop in and get Josh Rosen by my second. And Josh Rosen is not happy. No, which is he good. Is Let him get not the fire happy. going. And I expect big things from that guy. I do too. Sitting, yep. <laughs> throwing the Larry Fitz, sitting behind, yep. sitting behind, absorbing all the knowledge as he can from Sammy Brad. Yep. Hey, Sammy Brad, it was the first overall pick. Oh my goodness. Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. Yeah. What a waste of money. Uh, what a waste. Hey man, they got blood in there of... too. It's okay. What yeah. a waste of money. Yeah, they paid him 20 mil, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Can't hate on he that. He came out because of the money. Because that was the last year. They it, were he got money. Him. He got the money. And now the Cardinals are just with quarterbacks go to die. Yep. So he's like, exactly. I'm going to go here and die. Yep. yep. <laughs> so basically, that's that. Oh, it man. is, though. It's with quarterbacks go to die. Oh, yeah, it's funny, God. though. Um. Yeah, so the Jets have another USC QB. Yep. Which. Yep. I wonder, I wonder what ha- how that worked out for them last time. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> things went well for them in, Relatively. in spite of the quarterback. Actually, for a little while, he, things he, were doing he okay. did well because he went to, he yeah. went to back-to-back um, AFC championship. Darrell Revis did well. Yeah, the defense on the Jets did yeah, well. The defense <laughs> did. Mark Sanchez was just kind of along for the ride. Was kind of getting in the way of the ride. Wow. Yeah, Mark Sanchez was kind of actively working against those teams. Mm-hmm. Now, if they had drafted a real, if they had a real QB like Rex Grossman or somebody, <laughs> they probably could have made it to the. <laughs> okay, let's not e- let's not. If go they had there. a real QB like Charlie Whitehurst, <laughs> let's not go there, please. <laughs> Maybe a real QB like 2008 Matt Castle. Oh boy, you pulled that Rex Grossman. Ugh. Oh man. Super Bowl com- Super Bowl participant. Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman. Yeah. Guy who I'm um, forever upset the Patriots didn't get to beat in the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, for Rex Grossman. Like that is, if you want to talk about choke jobs, like the Patriots not going to that Super Bowl and letting the Colts like come back 
and the Patriots not getting to go to what was effectively a free Super Bowl for whoever went to that Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, that was a free Super Bowl. Like, that was a, hey, guess what? Like, if you show up, you're facing Rex Grossman. You better just start getting size for rings now. <laughs> so, does Peyton Manning even really have two rings? Yeah, he does. I mean, I'll give him the Broncos one. But he didn't do anything that year. Hey. I mean, but that was a much more hard-fought game than the first time. Not by him. He went like 10 Uh, for 20 with like 140 yards and interception. Well, he kind of like stood back and let the defense take it. It was was a hard-fought game for Von Miller. Exactly. Not a very hard-fought game by Cam Newton. Yeah. No. And sat for for half the year and let Brock Osweiler. Yeah. Brock Osweiler, member of the Miami Dolphins now. Yeah. Yeah, so Sam Darnold anyway. Yeah. On the Jets. And I mean, like, I'm I'm glad they don't have Baker. I'm glad they don't have Josh Rosen. But yeah, two new QBs in the AFCs. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins not drafting a QB. Yeah. Damn, are they put they're reading up on my boy Jay Cutler? Nope. Jay Cutler retired, man. Uh, I, I, he said that last time. Is he coming <laughs> back? Exactly. <laughs> what are they giving twelve yeah. million this time? <laughs> oh, Jay Cutler's man. coming out for one last ride. Jay's back for a ride. One last ride, <laughs> one part <more>. two. <laughs> one last hurrah. One last it's just gonna be yeah, Jay Cutler's career is just gonna be like the Fast and Furious movies with a tagline yeah. for everyone is super fin- final yeah mm-hmm. and then they're just not super final like, oh like fast and furious 7 one last ride fast wow. and furious 8 this is the end fast and furious 9 um oh almost done yeah fast and furious 10 oh my thumb hurts but ah one more time <laughs> fast and furious 11 what can i say they offered me 15 million yep. <laughs> is he jay cutler or vin diesel you be the judge wow who emotes more jay cutler or vin diesel Exactly. Who's uh, better at showing emotions? That's a uh, that's a hard question. That's a, if you want to weigh in on this question, don't be afraid to call in 401-456-9946-401-456. Start a poll on that one. Start a yeah. Twitter poll. Who is better at showing emotions, Jay Cutler or Vin Diesel? <laughs> but... <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, so the Dolphins showing faith in Ryan Tan. Yeah. The Tanner man. Oof. The Tana man, the f- the guy who's still maybe who's turning thirty, by the way. Yikes! If you want to get things that are wild, is that the twenty twelve draft class is turning thirty soon? Yeah. Also, that's wild. Is that like now at the point where like guys in the NFL draft are younger than me? Mm. Like I like was just coming to terms with how that's definitely the case in the NBA draft. Yeah. Just to become old enough to the point where now they're like, hey, um, now some of these guys are like twenty, mm. and it's like, wow, my life is just trash. <laughs> I have accomplished nothing, and I have nothing to show. <laughs> but hey, man, it's all right. It's all right. I mean, that's what I tell myself. I don't think it's all right. I, don't, I mean, if only I was six four and two hundred and twenty pounds. Yeah, man, watch out. Six four, two hundred twenty pounds, four point eight forty combined with my actual natural uh, can do attitude <laughs> and and ability and, and willingness to be the first one in, the last one out. Man, watch <laughs> out. That guy would be like. Such a reserve on the Lions. It wouldn't even be funny. <laughs> he'd be riding that Lions practice squad hard. He'd be he'd be he'd be nailing it down. Yep. I would be I would be playing practice like a game and coach would be like, Hey, that's why we keep you around here. Can I play? I don't know. <laughs> we got a big game coming up. Yep, we do. <laughs> we got a big game coming up, says Matt Patricia. But then it's okay because the team tells me that they gotta put me in a game or they're not gonna suit up. Wow. And then instead of it going through, they get sued for breach of contract. <laughs> Because life can't be like Rudy. And Indeed. most of the time in life, the Rudys fail. What are we talking about? Wow. Anyway, though, so Sam Wow. Most, most of the time in life, the Rudys fail. Yep. Wow. 
<laughs> that's the tagline wow. for this week's episode. Yeah. That'll be the thumbnail for when I upload this to SoundCloud. Welcome, welcome to the real life experience. Not even the stadium experience <laughs> anymore. Real life experience. Welcome exactly. to the reality experience. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> now in surround sound. Yeah. Yep. All right, we're going to take a break here. You're listening to the stadium <laughs> experience. We, were we got, we got to decompress bit. for a minute. We yep. got to sit back and think for a little bit. We were rambling there for a minute. You are listening to the stadium experience <laughs> with Jay Jordan Moment, Elo here with me. Damn. <laughs> When we come oh, back, we lost our mojo. Maybe we'll be in a better mood. Who knows? Damn, we'll see how we, we feel. Need a drink. See you in a drink. We do not need a drink. That's the last thing we need we right need now. We need to be fired up. <laughs> we need to go. We need to go like do a line in the bathroom. Damn. We'll be right back. See you in a minute. Yep. <laughs> Up to date on current events? Just want to hear yourself speak? Then join WXIN's News Talk Sports Department and you can talk local news, road events, sports, whatever you want. Attend meetings at Horace Van 186 on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. or stop by the station anytime to get your slot today. Today, you brushed your teeth. You skipped the floss. You combed your hair. You took the train. You did the crossword. You missed 22 across. You went to work. You had a meeting. You ate your lunch. You had another meeting. You wondered how is anyone supposed to get any work done around here with so many meetings. You left the office. You took the train. You ate your dinner. You brushed your teeth. You did all the things that one normally does the day before a brutal EF5 tornado rips through town, leaving 30,000 people without power. You never know when the day before is the day before. Prepare for tomorrow at ready.gov today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Oh, yes. This is going to be good. Awesome. I, I can't even remember the last time I was at a concert. I know. It's been like ages. Man, I can't believe you got tickets. Yeah, Josh, you're the man. You were the man. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. Don't thank me yet. I mean, it might not be as good as I say. You never know what Whatever, bro. Mean, guys, 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 we got to keep moving if we're going to get there early. Hustling up, hustling up. <laughs> Wait, hold on, guys. Uh, ATM machine. I'm a little light on cash. Yeah, well, wait up, Greg, man. I think I might have some for you. You yep. can be my sugar daddy? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go, man. Wow. Whoa, 50 bucks. Pretty generous. Hey. <laughs> you sure you're Jewish? Ah, oh, come on, Josh. Don't get all sensitive on me, man. It was just a joke. It was a joke. Will you tell him, Rob? What? What do you want me to tell him? That I didn't think it was funny either? The first step in fighting prejudice is taking a stand. Imagine the power of one voice. Find your voice at freedomcenter.org. A message from the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center and the Ad Council. Sassy! Sassy! This week's episode, Rattlesnake at the Pond. Oh, Johnny, skipping rocks at the pond sure is fun. Hey, look, a moving stick. That ain't a stick. That's a rattlesnake. Sassy, we're in danger. Good idea, Sassy. Go get Mr. Gunderson. You will in a second, but first you'd like to tell us something we may not know about animal shelters in the United States? It's getting close, Sassy. 
Approximately 8 million pets enter shelters each year? The majority of which are in shelters because of owner-related issues that the animals have no control over? Sassy the rattlesnake! Save us, Sassy! What, Sassy? You wish you were videotaping this? Sassy! Sassy is brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. Remember, adopt. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is 90.7 WXIN. Ninety point seven WXIN Stadium Experience. Jake Helmsley here. Jordan with me. E Love with me. I think we're feeling a little better now. No, we're not. At least I'm feeling a little better. I I'm didn't not, get the drink. I'm not feeling any better right now. <laughs> I'm still. I'm still. I don't know. I, I put myself in a certain mood. Oh, I just went. Goodness. I just came at myself for no reason. Yeah. Yep. Which I tend to do when I'm when I'm talking into when I'm laying in bed or driving by myself. Ugh. I don't need to be doing that on air though. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. So we're all gonna. So we all took our meds, and I think we're all feeling a little better now. A little better, yeah. So a little better. We've been talking only draft up to this point, which right. is fine because I love the draft. But I think we've almost. I'm looking. I'm looking at the tackles right now that were available after Isaiah Wynn, which after I, I want to say this that we were looking at Isaiah. Colton I, I, Miller. Was, I want to begin to move away from the draft, but we were looking at Isaiah Wynn, and yeah. I thought he was six three. Turns he's out he's 6'2". Six six yeah, I'm, which, I'm I'm six two by the way. Which so. we talked about, and yeah, yeah sure you are. So I'm about, I'm about to go, I'm about to go try six, out for the walk on the pa Patriots yes, practice I'm squad. Six two, I'm six two as well. But we <laughs> sat and we talked about how we're talking about how early in the show, Jose when he's six two, but if they see him as a tackle, like he would be like one of the shortest tackles in the league, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking about this a couple of years ago. I went to training camp, and when they were doing autographs, since I'm seven, I decided I was going to go down and get autographs. And around came Nate Solder. And I remember standing next to that guy and looking up at him and thinking, wow, that guy could put his hand down on my head and just crush my freaking skull. Okay. Just shatter it. And now I'm thinking, but if I stand next to Isaiah Wynn, what well, I'm gonna be like, oh hey, this guy is like the same height as Jordan. <laughs> he's he's slightly taller than me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, what a force. Yep. This this guy's gonna stop Von Miller. Yep. This guy's gonna get <laughs> yeah. in the way of Khalil Mack. Yep. Yep. Hey, Jordan, you feel up to this task of uh, pushing Khalil Mack like forty times in one day? No. Nope. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Put me in front of a uh, put me in front of Chubb, and then I'll see I'll see yeah, what exactly. I can do. Exactly. Put me in front of Chubb, man. So that's really like that's my last thought <laughs> yep. on the draft. Do you guys have any closing thoughts on the draft before we try to move on to something? Uh, let's see. Um, different. Uh, TBD. It, it, it went where it, it went the way it's supposed to be, I guess. So yeah, we'll see in five years if it, if it's if it was worth it. I mean, it's usually because three. that's basically the, the the amount of time it's going to take for you to to know. Uh, I think it's usually about three years is like the go to. Well, actually, five. Oh, you go five. Okay, it's five because you. you you you, some some you got late bloomers. Mm -hmm. You know you got late bloomers. You okay. have to give them that 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 round off five. So basically that's. But that. in fairness, if a guy doesn't bloom until the end of his rookie rookie deal, does that deal. even really count for the draft? Because he 
could go. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, that's fair. Yeah. You, Jordan, any any final closing thoughts? Um, I think the Colts probably had the best deal in this draft. I like the Falcons picking Ridley. Uh huh. Give Matt Ryan something to throw the ball at. You know, help help him out a little bit. Yep. Okay. And no, wait a minute. We have another thing we got to talk about. Wait a minute. Yeah. The Patriots. One more Patriots thing. The Patriots in this draft, a lot of talk was about what they're going to do about QBs. And the Patriots, the only QB they got was Danny Etling. Danny Etling out of LSU, who I have never heard of. Yeah. And like I tell you all, all the time. Did he start at LSU? Yes. Yeah, he started. I would hope. It's not like Matt Castle where they drafted. I've seen at least four LSU games last season. I did not. I do not remember him. Yeah. So and but let me tell again, you, LSU, like I said, LSU games rule I saw of thumb, they're getting ran over. Rule yeah. of thumb, everybody. <laughs> if I don't know about a quarterback, they don't <laughs> exist. Yeah. And I tell you people that all the time. If I don't know them, they're not real. Right. So, Danny. Yeah. No, he did start. It's not like Matt Castle where they drafted him and he had never started the game in college. Right. Which is a real legit thing. Oh, it was. They drafted a career backup from college. And went indeed. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty tall, though. He looks good. Yeah. Might as well draft him over quarterbacks who have actually played games. Wow. But anywho, and then they flipped him for a first-round pick. So, you know, maybe maybe Danny Link will be flipped to the... Anyway, so, as I was saying, the Patriots, really, they, they didn't draft a QB because Danny Link is, isn't a real thing. Mm-hmm. He's a camp body. So, and you saw it. And at 23, when the Patriots got there, yep. Lamar Jackson was there. Yeah. And you're thinking... Because after Josh Rosen went number 10, which I thought was... Because remember, like, I did say, like, I don't think they... Tr- because there were reports that they liked Lamar Josh Rose, and I said, well, they definitely wouldn't trade up into the top 10, which, you know, they didn't do. Maybe if he fell, like, past the Cardinals, maybe then they hop on it. But anyway, so 23, Lamar Jackson, they didn't draft him. Right. 31, Lamar Jackson again. And I'm like, oh, boy, like, maybe this because, you know, they've been linked to Lamar Jackson. But you know what I think that says to me? Yeah. That me and a lot of other people were right mm-hmm. that... All the Lamar Jackson stuff from the Patriots was a smokescreen. It was a smokescreen. Because when it started coming out, like, they were interviewing him and, like, really working with him, I went, oh, <laughs> no chance they draft him. They How have... many teams was Lamar Jackson associated with in the draft, man? The Patriots. Patriots, the Bengals was one another the one. The Patriots really went after him, though. Right. And I'm like, oh, that means they don't care. That means right. they have no interest, and they want everybody to think that they have interest. And the Ravens just basically stood by and said, ah, we, whatever. Whatever. Hmm. The next thing you know, they pulled the trigger by by uh, trading mean, up. They with traded the, up um, twice. They traded down twice. Yeah, Ravens. they tra- Yeah, they traded down. Then drafted the tight end, which I think is probably better for them to get a tight end than a running than a wide receiver. Honestly, yeah. If we're really looking at that offense, but anyway, and well, then they trade- there's nobody there. And by the time um by the time they were they they were picking, I mean the number Ridley one was on the board was when they were picking. Every really? receiver was on the board when they were really? picking. Yeah. So why in the world did um, Ozzy pull the trigger on that? I mean, I just think that they the tight ends are just better for them. Oh, wonderful. I mean, just like looking at like, I mean, Joe Flacco doesn't throw. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're really trying to get into it, like. <laughs> he doesn't throw, then why you give him $100 million then? Why do you draft Lamar Jackson the first round? I mean, come on. Anywho. If he doesn't throw, why are you giving him $100 oh, no. million oh, no. and destroying oh, no. your car? Your, your team. Please. Come on now. That's, ri- that's ridiculous. Cancel. Oh, whoo. I almost just exited out of the live stream. Uh-oh. Sorry. But anyway. So. The Patriots not getting a QB. Yep. Now in a draft where we're leaving it feeling kind of melancholy, just like quick impulse. Say the Patriots had drafted Lamar Jackson 31st overall. Would either of you feel like particularly better about this draft for the Patriots? Uh, Yeah. Explain. Um, at least somebody there when Tom Brady stops playing in 
compensate after next year because Tom Brady's saying well, he's going to say play. He want to play he, another five years. Yeah, man. he said he wants to play to forty-five, but Tom Brady's not playing till forty-five. I think the universe will not allow such things. You know, Father Time is it hasn't yes. taken an L no, yet. No, not a single L. <laughs> Unlike me, the last two weeks, <laughs> it's just been L central for Jake. Yeah, it's just been L central for your exactly. out, outside for all my fans out there who just see me as this um this you know this very suave together sports radio personality the life behind me is a mess <laughs> <laughs> so out, outside of this mic when i'm away Are from you this saying mic you've been taking l's all week <laughs> been taking l's for like a month did not, i did not have a good april e-love oh, yeah. hoping that may is better we're hoping that may is better but all right yo but uh, i'll have someone who can who i've seen that can throw the ball who can yes. actually move yes who can do some basic things Mm. which I have been on the record as saying that I think that if Lamar Jackson's in a situation where he can develop for a full year and not play at all, he's one of my favorite QBs in the draft, yep. yeah. which obviously he's probably going to get in Baltimore. Uh-huh. Yeah. He definitely would have gotten here. So I don't know. Like, yeah, I kind of would probably want that compared to now. Mind you, I probably want a guy at a different position, but I probably would rather have Lamar Jackson than a guy who's going to get 10 to 15 carries a game at most. Yeah. Right. Or so, some guy from LSU that doesn't exist. Yeah. Because yes. none of us remember him. Mm. And or like, you know like I said, like I was also really into Luke Falk as like the second, third round guy. But you know what kept happening in this draft? The Titans kept <laughs> stealing players from the Patriots. Rashad <laughs> Evans, one pick before the Patriots, yep. wanted him. Harold Landry, like one pick before the Patriots, yep. wanted him. Luke Falk, like two or three picks before the Patriots, <laughs> wanted him. Nope. And that's what the Patriots get for being successful and having their guys get hired everywhere mm-hmm. because now you have GMs and coaches all over the league who want the same players as you. Right. Yep. Exactly. So they're screwing themselves there by having Mike Vrabel out there running a team yep. with John Robinson, <laughs> by having Bill O'Brien out there running a team. Like they're screwing themselves. Right. If they didn't yeah. give it, if they didn't, if Josh McDaniels left, oh, you have Matt Patricia drafting Frank Ragnow, who's apparently their favorite player. Yep. <laughs> like, that's what they get. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's basically how it is. So, so you let wow. your secrets spill. Well, not yeah. even your secrets, just your taste. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so the Titans, uh, least favorite part of the draft was the Tennessee Titans yeah. stealing players that I wanted to pay for. But my boy, Marcus Mariota, the, the hero of Tennessee, is going to come back again. Next really? year, to redeem the AFC oh, South. Lord. Oh, man. The AFC South made the AFC Championship game. And the AFC South yeah. is doing okay. Yeah. The AFC South both lost to the Patriots, but yeah, it's fine. They're doing their best. Man, they didn't have a good draft at all. The Titans? Oh, I think they had a great draft. Really? I and mean, you said, okay, Russell Evans. I like. Yeah. Harold Landry, Landry, I like. And Luke they, Falk, I like. Luke Falk. Yeah, they definitely prioritized their defense, which they which what they needed yeah, exactly. to do. Exactly. But Luke Falk, I do love, so I'm a little... And it, how far I he mean, fell. What kind, how many? Yeah, he fell really yeah, far. Yeah, he fell really uh, far. And the Patriots draft D- Danny Eatling yeah. out of LSU. <laughs> LSU is a QB of factory. Yeah. Hey, anybody remember... Who was that guy who was on the Titans a few years ago? What, um, what the hell was his name? From LSU? Yeah, what was his name? Um, um, see? Yeah. I was going to say Vince Young, but that's like the, you said no, Titans Vince QB. Young, that was like Young the last, te- I was like the last Titans Texas. QB I remember. That was like 10 years Ooh, ago. Who the <laughs> hell was that? Yeah. I don't remember, but anyway, yeah, LSU was a QB factory. You know, that mm. guy, Jamarcus Russell, who keeps coming up today. Yeah, Jamarcus Russell. My boy. Other oh, LSU God. QBs. Uh, that was a bust. The boy stole money. So all I gotta say, he Let's stole see. money. Yep. LSU he never number one overall pick. Jamarcus oh, yeah. Russell. Jamarcus oh man. Russell. Wow. Good times. Damn. 
And the Raiders fell for it. <laughs> yeah, they fell for a lot. They're just getting back. Yeah. They're just recovering from that. Oh, they really they are. are just recovering from that. Though. Yeah, they're just recovering from like that. Like nine years later. Yeah, yeah. let's look at the illustrious QB history. Zach Mettenberger. That's his name I could remember. <laughs> Zach Mettenberger. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I remember yeah. him. Seems like a stud. Yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah. Like, just like, you know, the, the illustrious history of, uh, God, <laughs> like, no QBs get drafted out of LSU. Oh, my God. Oh man, you have one of those LSU QBs, oh. Matt Mock, from like 2004. Yeah, there were like none. Like there aren't even like guys. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, feeding into my perception that LSU QBs, well, feeding into everybody's perception, except for Bill Belichick, that LSU QBs just suck. don't exist. They're just, just don't there. Even bother. Like Les Miles can't win. Actually, didn't Les Miles go to Florida? I no. think I don't even know. What's Les Miles? Face? I don't know. I don't know what's going on at LSU. Yeah. I'm like, I'm on YouTube because I have time to look. Cause I, I kind of Google stuff. <laughs> yeah. I remember. I, I remember. I watched a. I watched a Georgia LSU game, and I was yep. like, I was like, yeah, all right, cool. Georgia's just going. They're just going far. Yep. Hey man, watch out for Jake Froome though. Like I am. I am legitimately about Jake Froome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember. I remember. I was watching the Georgia Tennessee game, and when they yeah. beat Tennessee by like forty five, I was like, Whoa, okay, what's going on with this Georgia man, team this watch year? Out. I think Jake Froome is going to be bomb. Like Jake Froome, this was fearless against in the Rose Bowl. He was fearless in the national championship game. Like, uh-huh. yeah, I am about Jake Froome. Watch out for him. Like if Belichick's actually like, no, 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 I'm just waiting for Jake Froome to come out. Like, oh, that, right, then, uh, then it's understandable. He's just biding his time. Then I'm about it. <laughs> yeah. Like then I'm okay with it because nothing can happen between a guy having a good freshman year and a guy. In like two other years. Oh, look at Sam Darnold. <laughs> but who went from being the consensus number one overall pick to being us kind of surprised at number three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a fall for Sam Darnold. Anywho, though. Yeah, that's it. That's all I thought to have in the draft. Let's uh, did it for an hour and a half. Yeah. Good yeah. work. And we only depressed ourselves like twice. Yeah. <laughs> we only we only got ourselves morbidly depressed like once a segment, which mm. isn't bad. No. So anyway, though. We're going to change our gears because, I mean, how can we not do this when we have Elov in? Yes. So the second round of the playoffs is started out in the NBA and in the NHL, but I don't have a lot of NHL takes today, mm-hmm. as if I ever. So the Celtics, 1-0 now, yep. facing off tomorrow night against the 76ers for Game 2. Yep. And how as a, as a Celtics fan, I remember in the first round I was saying I didn't want to see the 76ers when it looked like that could be a possibility. Yep. And now they're facing off. And the Celtics, mind you, were able to win game one, mm-hmm. 117-101. Terry Rozier continuing his uh, bizarre shooting streak. Bizarre, yeah. unsustainable, whatever words you may choose. Now, <laughs> my question now is, is that what are they going to do with him when Kyrie and the other guys come back? I mean, I have, have, him, co- no have, idea. Him, have him come off the bench and don't try to pretend that Terry Rozier is a star. I really? Guess. And just be happy that you have all these great young players. Yeah, what else do you do with him? Unless a team like calls him up and offers him like a king's ransom for Terry Rozier. Listen, it is really just a bad. Like they have any bad options? Like they just have this guy now. Yeah, they wow. have him come off for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he can be a sixth man, man. Wow. You got Terry, Terry sixth, Terry, Terry, Terry C- Rozier, Terry Sace. Who knew it? Yeah, but. I mean, Terry Rozier, I mean, I've been trying to have my eye on it because Terry Rozier had a great preseason. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, means probably nothing mm-hmm. in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Roughly. Give or take, like a margin of error of like a little bit to absolutely means less than nothing. Mm-hmm. But Terry Rozier, 
had a great preseason. And Terry right. Rozier showed flashes. And Terry Rozier, I've been hoping all year that he could develop into the guy who could be the scorer off the bench for the Celtics. Right. Now, instead, is he developing into the guy who is the scorer in the starting lineup for the Celtics? Mm-hmm. For some reason, that's the case. But is it sustainable? <laughs> Probably not. But can Terry Rozier be a guy who can average 12 or 13 a game? Mm, that would be nice. I would like that. Because next year, you know, looking at the roster, and he's still going to be under contract right? yeah. on his rookie deal. They're going to be... Smart is going to be a free agent, which a lot of people try to make it out. They're like, oh, well, Terry's good. So you don't need to keep smart. Even that's though they're, no, no, no. Even though they're both, <laughs> you know, technically point guards, yeah. I really don't think you really factor in the two of them too much when you're talking about who you're going to keep. Right. Because really, I don't, I don't even really consider Marcus Smart a point guard. For one thing, like when I'm really thinking about like roster composition, I don't go like, oh, like you have three point guards and one of them is Marcus Smart. Because I look at Marcus Smart just more as like the position of 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 guy who defends. Mm-hmm. Like I like I think like Marcus Smart is like nominal nominally a point guard in my eyes. Right. Like Marcus Smart has played like the one through the four, like okay. at different points. Like I just I don't look at him as a point guard. Yeah. At all. So when you say like, oh, like. You know, like you can only keep one or the other, Smart or Rozier. I mean, financially, that probably is true. But if you're just yeah. talking about like you only want to commit money to one point guard to be on your bench, like Smart's not a point guard. Like you're committing money to him to be a defensive force. Mm-hmm. Like r- depending on the matchup, you know, you're committing money to him to like just be a tough guy, like not to be like a point guard. Because you know, we are in like the pos- we sh- we are moving into the positionless era in the NBA, so. I'm, I just, I'm not going to get hung up on position with a guy like Marcus Smart, mm-hmm. who is really close to positionless in my eyes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just I don't I don't see Smart as a point guard, so I don't really think of Pax in. But nevertheless, like I think like the development of Terry Rozier is great. Like, it, and if I'm wrong and he's just like an all star now, yeah, <laughs> then that's even better. Then I mean, good for the Celtics. Like, oh no, <laughs> or what are they going to do? <laughs> or they could package some of those guys and get Kawhi Leonard. I also think Terry Rozier could be part of a trade, sure. I mean, if yeah. that's, you know, if they if they want to sell high, I mean, I'm never opposed to selling high on a guy. Yeah. One year left on his deal. I mean, yeah, like, whatever. I mean, whatever they look at, unless they're looking at it and going, like, okay, like, we can make a title run with these guys. Which mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and be like, Terry Rozier is an integral piece of a title run. Yeah. Because this is the kind of stuff we've seen that we seem to always do in the second round when everybody's looking baller to you. Yeah. Coming off that first round victory and every, when everything's feeling great. Mm-hmm. But barely coming off that first round victory. Barely. Barely. <laughs> yeah, against the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Uh. Coming off that saucy beef with Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a guy to beef with. Hey, man. Like, you might as well just go beef with Gorgon Dragic while he's at it. <laughs> like, maybe maybe beef with uh, Ricky Rubio. Mm-hmm. Beef with, like, tier three point guards. Yeah. Oof. Remember, well, when, remember when everyone was excited about Ricky Rubio? I, oh, I'm still Ricky yeah. Rubio's having a great year. Oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, don't hate on Ricky. Ricky Rubio has been like an advanced metrics darling this year. Yeah. Do not hate on my man, Ricky Rubio boy. Damn. Do not hate on my man. <laughs> that's your man. That's your boy. Ricky Rubio. I love Ricky Rubio, man. I mean, I'm pretty partial to. Wow. You know, there aren't any white American-born point guards except for T.J. McConnell, so I got to gravitate towards the Europeans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's close that's actually very true. <laughs> no, no, that is that is an actual fact. There was only yeah. one American-born point guard in the white American-born point guard in the NBA. Wow. And it's T.J. McConnell. Wow. Look, no, excuse me, unless you want to count Jose Calderon. Really? Who's from Puerto Rico? 
That doesn't count. That doesn't, that doesn't count. Well, a, it's Puerto Rico. B, I don't really know if I consider him white. They have to be born in the continental United States. <laughs> like, not States. to get into, like, race theory. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I mean, it's TJ McConnell or Boss. Like, if we're really yeah. talking, like, classic, yeah. like, guy who was, like, the scrappy captain of your high school team. Yep. Like, yeah. Like, TJ McConnell's the only one. Wow. Even though yeah, TJ Jose Calderon went to Northeastern. Yeah. Wow. Of all places, which is a, obviously a basketball factory. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're, they're really popping them out there yeah, at Northeastern. Yeah. And their lackluster poli sci grad program. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you have some experience with that, do you, Jordan? Yeah, I went on I went to open house at Northeastern. Was not was not very impressed. Really? Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yes. It's a beautiful hey. campus though. Oh, you decided to come roll down college. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nor- yes. I look at the list of Northeastern players currently in the NBA. Yep. JJ Barea. Excuse me, it's JJ Barea. Barea, yeah. Short dude. J.J. Barea, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And before that, it was a bunch of guys. The most recent player before him was Reggie Lewis in 1987. Uh-huh. And then before that, it was a bunch of guys in the 60s. So Northeastern, truly, uh, they're good, they're good for, for an NBA player about every three decades. Yep. Hey. hey. Solid, solid school for engineering, though. Oh, of course. Hey, my... Uh, so anyway, so the Celtics <laughs> here in round two. We digress. Yeah. And the yeah. Celtics in round two here, facing off against the 76ers. And I do feel like the 76ers is a superior team. Like, I, I will lay out, I think the 76ers have more star power. Oh, yeah. Of course they they're, are. they're a better team. Like yeah, they really, that's not, uh, yeah. The that's, 76ers miraculously have their two best players, which, you know. But I'm saying this we right as now. We Celtics fans can only dream of currently. I'm saying this right now. If the Sixers lose to the Celtics in this in 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 this uh in this series, the process does take four steps backwards. You see, I don't know about that because I don't think the 76ers are done. Like I can't say that because the 76ers, even if they lost, which would be like disappointing, I don't think the process takes step backwards because the 76ers don't you still have so many assets. Don't the 76ers have like three or four first round picks this year? I think. Yeah, I think they do. They I'm have a ton sure. of cap space. Yeah, they yeah. do have a Like, the, the process space. isn't over. They still have the means to continue. Ben Simmons isn't done developing. Nope. Joel Embiid isn't done developing. Nope. Markel Fultz hasn't even scratched the surface, surface of his yet. potential. So, right. I mean, no. Like, I'm not going to. I can't say that the process is over. Okay. The process isn't even. I mean, like, as, in I'm, terms I'm, like. But I'm just saying it, that the process be, it, takes. Because yeah. you got your, your two top guys. Yeah. But you went up against the Celtics, who doesn't have their top guys, right? And you lose. I mean, but still, like you still, you're still saying you're taking a step back when you went from nothing to making the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, it'd be it'd be it'd be disappointing. Like over, it is. like okay, within the vacuum of this series, yes, it'd be, it'd dis- be disappointing. disappointing. But within the like the, the entire like screen, grand scheme of, of this season, of the right. this has been a successful season for the 76ers. Oh, of course, yeah. of course like, with the readjusted expectations right. that we constantly make, like when we're watching Black Panther. Right. Yes. <laughs> and we readjust our expectations for what an action movie can be mid-movie, mm-hmm. and then it suddenly becomes a little more disappointing because it doesn't deal with themes of imperialism as deeply as you would have hoped. Yeah. <laughs> Which, right. mind you, you went in the movie to begin with not expecting anything to do with themes of imperialism. Yes. But now, once again, within the peer view of your readjusted expectations, yes, the 76ers losing to the Celtics would be a lot like my experience viewing Black Panther. B9 out of 10, not enough Kendrick. Yep. <laughs> but once again, I didn't go in expecting any Kendrick. That's true. But then once yeah. I was promised Kendrick, I went, oh, okay. Well, where's the rest of it? Like, yep. you get greedier now. Yep. So, 
Yes, the Seventy Sixers season has a chance to be a lot. So you got you get a taste of success. You want it all. Yeah. So yes, the Seventy Sixers season has a big has a chance to be a lot, like Black Panther. Uh, well, they weren't supposed to be. <laughs> they weren't supposed to even make the playoffs this year. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And you've seen what they've done. So no, I mean the process would not take a step. Back. Like you would say, it would sting to lose this series against like the Celtics, who are an inferior team right now. But you still look back and like, okay, like we are on schedule. Like we've gotten, we've improved. Our young players still have plenty of upside. We have a ton of cap space. Like the, the LeBron is in play. Mm. Like there's still a lot that can happen yeah. to the 76ers. LeBron going to the 76ers. Yeah. Like it's there. Like it's not out of the realm of I possibility. Don't think he's going to the Sixers. No, though. I don't either. Yeah. But at least like the point is like you're in a position where you could still do something like that. Right. Like the process is. This is not like your final product. Like you're not yeah. like riding and dying with like this group. Mm-hmm. Like probably like this core group. But right. you know, yeah. like I said, like JJ Reddick's making like 20 million dollars. Like that's coming off the cap. Right. Like you saw like a max contract to hand out to somebody. Mm-hmm. Like roughly a max contract. Like the 76 ers still. Like on the up, like, like I said, like Markel Fultz, you're basically getting like the number one overall pick like next year, yeah. like for free basically. Yep. Because you know the 76 is like the red shirt guys. Yeah, they do. Like it's happened with Ben Simmons. Like you can get like a Ben Simmons type year two. No, mm-hmm. well, excuse me, a rookie of the year year out of Markel Fultz. Mm. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's what you're playing with. Like you are legitimately like. There's still <laughs> a lot of room for this. <laughs> what? <laughs> Malcolm Fultz's shot was broken for a while there. I was like, what? How the hell did you become the number one player? Hey, man. And your shot's broken now? Oh, should've man, just, come on. Should have drafted Lonzo instead. <laughs> yeah, At should've. least Lonzo played. I mean, oh. Shouldn't have. Oh, uh, you got. <laughs> he shouldn't have. Oh, burned Alonzo. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. Roasted. Uh, Ugh. I was like, yikes, Lonzo. Mm. Yikes, Lonzo. Lonzo had a pretty good year. Yeah, yeah but. What Lonzo's stats on the year? Yeah, yeah. what's his stats? Still well, couldn't shoot. I mean, yeah, but I mean he I got mean, better towards the end, but yeah. yeah. I mean, shooting is just like a plus with him. He, yeah, Lonzo averaged, I don't know. I think, I think shooting is pretty important. Uh, Lonzo averaged 10, 7, and 7. That's yeah. about what I expected. Yeah. Almost averaged two steals per game. Like that's, mm. I didn't expect him to shoot. I expected him to, like, do other stuff. Wow. <laughs> and if he shots, it shoots. It's just like, hey, like, wow, good for Lonzo. Oh man. So you know, you know, maybe when Lonzo Ball comes to the 76ers in three years. Oh, <laughs> oh man. No, Lonzo guy's been a. Uh, maybe he when got, Lonzo he also, Ball is packaged as part of a trade when the Cavaliers try to remake their roster for the fifth time. And yep. Yeah. When, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> when he gets shipped off to Utah somehow for like Terry oh, Rozier. Man. Oh. And like a five five team deal somehow five, some yeah, way exactly. <laughs> somehow like a a forty year old James Johnson winds up playing with LeBron yeah they signed Kendrick Perkins for the eighth time to get ready for the playoffs oh boy so yeah I mean I I don't I mean I still I still have to say that I would favor the 76ers in this series but I mean you never, you never know I mean guys without postseason experience like it happens. Like like that like that's the one thing that the Celtics do have a little bit more postseason experience working for them I'd say, but still young team so we will we will see what happens with that. Any other sports things you two want to talk about? Uh, let's see. Nope. Jordan, you want to talk about Russell Westbrook trying to fight Draymond Green? <laughs> Oh that, that! Oh, that was ridiculous. All right, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see this. They almost fight. I, I had no idea. Yeah. What, what's the deets on that? Yeah. Um, Give me the details. So I don't know. I was just. I didn't catch all of it. I was catching by. I saw some highlights, but they. Wait, did I? 
Their teams didn't even play each other. How did that happen? That's what I'm saying. Wait a minute. What? Wait a minute. Or maybe I'm thinking, was it? Oh, a it was a fan. It was a fan. Uh, I was like, wait a minute. How are they fighting? Dray- I know, <laughs> they didn't even play each exactly. other. Exactly. They don't play each other. All right. Oh. We're running on fumes. Yep. Thank yeah. you. You've been listening to the Stadium Pretty Experience <laughs> with Jake Elmsley <laughs> on 90.7 WXIN. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to Jordan. Thank you to Elo for co- coming in here with me today. Yes. For what I guess will be the last episode of this season. Yeah. Next week we'll be back 4 to 6 p.m. for the summer season of the Stadium Experience. Yeah. Also, season five of the Stadium Experience here. Wow. Coming up. Yes, we're going to get a new OP maybe. <laughs> And you get a new OP with some uh, with some of the fave fave characters in the background. Who Indeed. knows? Maybe I'll use Bluebird for my intro song from now on. Oh lord, <laughs> that'll be the, that'll be the old intro song. Oh, no lord. more Stevie Ray Vaughan. But yes, thank you for everybody who listened oh, this semester. Man. Hope everybody's having a good time. Go out there, enjoy the 90 degree weather. It's yeah. great. Spring is here. Jordan moment didn't kill it. Thank yep. God, only lambled it. Yeah. <laughs> I hope Isaiah Wynn grows like six inches. Oh. Uh, don't draft running backs like ever. Don't even sign them. Just like have them like. Just whoever stumbles in your mean, facility, let them on, be a man. running back. Another Adrian Peterson nope, showing up. Don't need him. Drag what did Adrian Peter- What did that team ever do with Adrian Peterson? Uh, that's exactly. Us, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, running backs don't draft him if you're if you're young. It ain't the, it ain't the offense; it's the defense. They if you're a young, la- if you're a young lad and you're playing running back, find a new position. Uh, Call me; I'll on, help man. you find a new position. Are you I, telling me that all the greats that ran like? Are yes. you telling me right now if Jim Brown was sitting right here? You're telling I'll me. I'll tell him to play D tackle. Oh, come on. Oh, time to be a that's D-end. different. That's different. Really? Different era, be though. a D-end. Yeah. Are you telling me right that now, Jim? If there was a young clone of Jim Brown, I would say play D-end. I might draft you then. Oh, he'd look at you wow. like, you crazy. <laughs> yep. And then I'd look at you like, all right, have fun being in the league for six years. <laughs> and being on the vet and then having two sad vet men years. Wait a minute. Steven Jackson. You got, you got Jim Brown and you got, what's his name? Ugh. Emmett Smith? Em- no, not Emmett. Forget Emmett. Emmett. Walter Payton. All right, you got, you got Jim Brown, the Walter Payton, and you got uh, what's uh, Barry Sanders? Sure. Find a new position. Right there. Yep. The three. That's Mount Rushmore right there. If I can get them, if I can get them That's in the seventh Mount round, Rushmore. fine. That's yeah. Mount Rushmore. If I can Damn. draft you're them, if, me, if I get them off of waivers, and fine. They can play running back. You're Jake. telling me that you're going to tell them don't play running back? I would not advise anybody to be a running back, yes. Jake oh, Elmsley, that's, that's the hottest take. Barry yeah. Sanders, I'll take him if I can get him in the seventh. <laughs> anyway, though, thank you to everybody who listened. I, running backs are, are, oh. are basically kickers in my eyes. We'll see you next week, 4 to 6 oh, p.m. God. Check out the Damn. SoundCloud. Jake, the if, I can get, if I can get him 110, I'll take him 110. Oh, man. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> we will see you next week, 4 to 6 p.m. Check out the official Stadium Experience SoundCloud. Oh. Watch the live stream. The Mike Kamen Memorial live stream on the Facebook page. Damn. We'll see you all next week. Happy summer, everybody. Duh.